one, and we're live. You're tuning into Cosmic Children. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have an interesting bunch of people in the studio with me. Mm-hmm. I have the folks from Imunai SG, uh, three of them in the studio with me today. Round of applause. No applause. All <laughs> oh, right, sorry. <laughs> we clap for ourselves. It's not as exciting as the pictures that you guys have, 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 have on social media. So um, could you please introduce yourselves? Yo, what's up? Um, I'm Brian. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm Brian. Mm. <laughs> I'm just Brian. Yeah, I'm just Brian and I do Brian things. Okay. Um, yeah, Amelia and I do a lot of the creative stuff for Even SG. Um, we three essentially have no job descriptions, mm. but if there were to be, I guess it would be creative, right? Like just lots of settling. finger movement. Yeah, I see I a lot of finger movement. <laughs> it's, right like now. We, it's like it's like all the all the the sort of like the roles are sort of blurred, right? Like the three of us, we aren't like a company or actual business or like the way we operate, lah. We're just like three fools just trying to make shit work. Mm. Um, but yeah, my name is Brian, and this is my voice, so you can identify it later. So, do you concur when Brian call you guys fools? Do you agree with him? I can't disagree, lah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we have Brian. Amelia, could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Amelia. And um, since Brian already tried to introduce me, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, we don't actually have any job roles if that's what you want us to introduce. Uh, we, I guess because we're so small, we kind of just wear all the hats, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I would mostly sort of do the decor for the event day stuff. And yeah. And more than that? I guess... Not that I can think of now, but yeah. And Edwin. lastly, yeah. So I'm Edwin. I am also a part of Immunite SG. I, although, yeah, like everyone said, like we all kind of wear multiple hats, but I think most of the admin stuff, like all the boring finances and uh, things that require like a sense prof- of responsibility, the professional stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm handling those okay. just because I like doing boring things like that. Wonderful. He's the and best also he's because he's the most responsible. Yeah, oh, the two of us. Doesn't wake up <laughs> like at 2 p.m. Before we roll, I mean, you sleep at 2 p.m. and wake like up Before at we roll, you already heard that Amelia wakes up at 6 p.m. Yeah. Sleeps yeah. at 2 p.m. So yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> so what time do you, like if you, okay, let's say if you do like a 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. nap, wouldn't, wouldn't that <laughs> mean that your, your sleep time is a bit fucked? On yeah, the- yeah. I mean, Okay, so on a typical night, I would sleep eight to ten hours. Like that's the requirement for me. I know most people okay. might disagree. But Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. But um, if I don't get that eight to ten hours, I can actually survive on four hours, which was what happened last night. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. Were you guys showing a particular project? Oh. <laughs> you see, see, that's what most people would like to think, right? That they were being, being productive. productive. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. I was just binge watching two series on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. If you guys have so, is it like a back to back like season one, season two? Yes. Or? Okay. I just watched this thing called Flowers. It's it's super good. Like actually it came out in 2018. Mm. And then it's just 20 plus minutes per episode. Whacked it all. But that's in. how they get you. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whacked it all in yeah. one night. Have you guys watched it? Uh she we watched um episode one and two together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you went to sleep good. and she continued. <laughs> yeah, no, she went home to continue and I went to sleep. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for those who might not have heard of Emonite and doesn't know what it is, uh, could one of you guys explain uh, what is Emonite? I wanted to get super philosophical, but let's uh, practically, what is Emonite? Right. Um, Emonite is basically a party um, where we play emo music of the emo genre, if that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, it, it, it basically started as something um, that was sort of just for ourselves like just like a shock shock thing like okay like we throw a party playing this type of stuff you don't see this anywhere here in Singapore so let's get it done 
uh, and just put it up on Facebook if people want to come they'll come and then through like it it was really overwhelming like the response that we had on the first try that was back in 2015 right and it sort of like evolved into a monthly thing in 2016 okay mm-hmm. um, and since then till I mean COVID happened we've been operating every single month till then lah yes that's what it is when I think of clubs, uh, uh, can can I assume that you guys have decent clubs yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. When I think of clubs, I don't think of emo music. So yeah. what was each and every one of you guys' relationship to this particular genre of music and why, I guess, the feeling of wanting to try pushing in a club or putting in a club? Mm, I think personally, like, so Abby and I have been playing in a, we, we played in a band together called The Summer State for like about, I mean, it's now defunct, but we were playing, mm. I mean, we were, immersed in like the genre and just like the subculture of like pop punk and that whole scene of like the warp tour stuff and that's the stuff that we always looked up to and um for like what how long like six seven years like most of our adolescence still whatever right um but like but and and like it's when we went out to to clubs or to parties or whatever we never really felt super at home or we never really felt like like we belonged in that sort of dynamic because like there was always all these maybe the parties that we went to like, like there were certain events that we really gravitated to like we really loved pop up we really loved mm. like the drum and bass or, or like the grime nights that used to be at home club like really specific things like that and but but on a regular weekend when we hang out with our friends and if they want to go to a party or whatever you just see like the 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 most common stuff like your electro stuff like back yep. in the day like your your typical whatever zoop nights and then also like re- later on it became hip-hop that became like yep. the main staple right yep. um we do enjoy hip-hop and I, I genuinely really really do but um it doesn't hit home or it doesn't have that that like like the roots aren't sunk in as deep as like rock or emo or pop punk or like just stuff like that yep. so i mean we were, we were thinking about it like we go to these nights and wouldn't be wouldn't it be dope if we could listen to that kind of music super loud in a nice place where we can dance <laughs> and drink at the same time? Yeah. So I mean, how did how this idea came about? We were at this bar called Koi. I mean, also now defunct at Haji Lane. Um, and we knew that they used to throw little parties upstairs on the second floor. It's like just like maybe like a 40, 40 packs uh, little shop house gotcha. kind of thing. Um, then so we were there drinking and they were like, "Hey, why don't we just ask the guy how 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 does he like rent these things out? Oh. Like, how does it work?" Uh, he was like, oh, you just do upstairs. Lah. Then you all take a small bar cut and then that's it. Lah. Then we like, huh? Let it can. Lah. He's like, yeah, I can. Lah, but just make sure you bring people. Lah. Then we thought, then he asked like, what night? Yo, what are you all planning yep, on yep, doing? Yep. We're like, oh, um, we're going to call it emo night. Uh, we're going to play like the music from the 2007 sort of like punky kind of thing. Yep. He's like, huh? Let it can. Meh. <laughs> and then I was like, I, was like, I don't know. Like, yep. we're just doing it for the, for the shockness of it. Lah. Yep. And uh, I think about close to 200 people showed up on the actual day. Oh, shit. So they were down the stairs or sitting along the 7-Eleven. Like, yeah. it's just like, we're like, oh my fucking God. Like, unexpected. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, super unexpected, right? But at the same time, it makes sense. It makes sense? It, because, I personally have always felt that, like, I wasn't alone in this. Like, there's no way like me and my small group of friends or the people at the gigs like you see these you see these peeps at at shows at concerts like when these bands come down right and then you're like okay and then boom they disappear like where's the community where's like like the local gigs they'll show up blah 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 but it's all dispersed like you don't have like a meeting spot or whatever and I knew they existed but it's just there wasn't a place a, to congregate right? ah a place to congregate yeah. and yeah and and when 
I mean, it just sort of like we have we affirmed the fact that we weren't alone in this, you know. Yeah, I mean, back in back in secondary school, or whatever, like listening to this kind of stuff wasn't the cool things, yeah. Like it wasn't the cool. Thing. I felt it wasn't the cool thing. It's like, oh, you the emo poser guy. Oh, wear the tight shirt. Oh, your pants them tight. E lame, yeah. You are. I mean, back in the day, you just straight up. Oh, you gay, yeah. What? Yeah, we get that shit all the time, man. Mm-mm-mm. And like, like, <laughs> it's good to feel like, hey, not lame anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess lah. Yeah, that that's my own like struggle with this whole, like, like, like classification of genre and yep. like subcultures and whatever yeah. so so when, when you say pop punk and when you say emo yeah. um let's say back in the day uh, 2015 or even earlier what type of bands are we looking at mm, i think like inception wise we will be for our generation because yeah. like the, the stuff that well, what like i was born in 92 la, he's 91 we were both 92 when it yeah. was 91. so Wonderful. Like, the stuff that we um sort of like really gravitated towards were bands like Taking Back Sunday, uh, My Chemical Romance, mm. and then like if went on more to like the radio kind of stuff, like I don't know, Simple Plan, Yellow Card, like gotcha. you know, just mm. bands like that lah. And that's the one which we really gravitate to. I mean, like some emo purists can argue that like, oh, the origins of emo started in the Midwest of with the Get Up Kids <laughs> and blah 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 blah. But like this, is the one that we grew up with lah. Yep, you know what yep. I mean? Mm. Um, and obviously, like we always like like we have. We we did our research and we we checked out the 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 godfathers or the forefathers of the genre. Unfortunately, it's dope, but unfortunately, it just doesn't hit home as much as the as the bands that literally grew up with me whilst I was going through whatever I was going yep. through. So like, yeah. So that's that's the the sort of like spectrum that we're dealing with mm. when when it comes to our emo night lah. Do you remember how what? What were the means that you guys were listening or watching these videos when you guys were growing up? <laughs> um, I I believe we all had like a walk this man, right? Was it? I remember the walk <laughs> the Walkman era was like super young for me, like, and, and I was I think at that point Primary still school. into like whatever boy was popular than boy band stuff, yeah. Boy band stuff, yeah. And then when the MP3 player came and LimeWire and stuff like that, mm. woo, changed the game. Could you explain la. what LimeWire is? Straight up. Sorry? Could you explain what LimeWire is? LimeWire is basically... Ancient technology now. Ancient <laughs> piracy, basically. <laughs> right? It's the whole concept of like, you upload something and then somebody can download it. It could be anything, right? Mm. The whole peer-to-peer, P2P It's like um, early 2000s, system. right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, Um, and that sort of like unlocked that whole thing. But I think, right, my biggest form of like music discovery, I okay, I, I would say maybe like three things, right? First one being MySpace, right? Mm. And when that was hot, like like literally you, when you land on somebody's page, boom, music will play because you can like sung the, the layout and whatever, you know? Like coding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> like basic coding, right? <laughs> Second one was school, like just what your friends were listening to and then you check out this, check out that. Um, And the last one, right, was MSN lah. Like literally, like oh, because they will put on their status like what they're listening to. Yeah, and then oh. you just kpo, you just check it out, and then if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you yeah. don't. And we and I personally just gravitated towards that stuff. Actually, I have a fourth one, which was a little bit, a little bit more off. Church, uh. No, no, no. <laughs> hell nah, bro. No. Um, well, we did meet in church though, right? That's I mean, true. Yeah, yeah. We all, we all, we met all met. We all, we all met in church. We all met in church. By church, you mean a bar? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we were we were what sixteen. Yeah, we all yeah. went to Holy Family Church like back in our teenage years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we all don't go anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. I wait. So so right. 
the the fourth one was yeah. I used to go to the Esplanade Library with my dad like mm. on the weekends, right? Okay. And then he had that membership thing where you can borrow DVDs. And also, if you had the extra membership thing that you can borrow DVDs, you can borrow magazines as well. And I stumbled upon like Kerrang! And I think it was Line? Rock Sound. Mm. No, no. Like, oh, like the internet. Yeah, and then like on, on the front covers, like you'd see like my chemical romance, you'd see mm. Slipknot, you'd see Manson. And like those, like right off the bat already, those images like intrigued me. Cause like there's this like dangerous element to it. Like I wanted to know like how they sounded, right? And when I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, there's something out of this realm apart from the cookie cutter boy band. Yeah. I'll be the one. Like that kind of <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? That's like, that's like, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I don't feel like dancing. I don't feel like, yeah. you know, yep. busting a groove. Like, and when, like, I don't know. Like, I was at that point, mad angsty. Yep. Like, and, and, and hormonal. Hormonal as hell. <laughs> going through mad shit. And these these bands felt my pain. La. Gotcha. So, and, and it spoke to me. La. Yeah. How about you guys? Well, I, I, I think a lot of it was through radio. Like, 987 was playing all this kind of music as well. And like, things were showing on Channel 5, like music videos and all that. And then, uh, my family had uh, cable TV as well. So we had MTV Asia uh, playing and then it's like, oh, showing all these music videos from all these bands like AFI and all that, Fall Out Boy. And I was like, oh, this is quite cool. Um, but again, like similar to Brian, like we'll see all this. Obviously, like these are what you're seeing or consuming from the media front. And then there's those that your friends are listening to. Yep. And then they'll recommend you this stuff. And then they'll be like, oh, check out this music. And then we'll be like, oh, okay. Just, and then we'll be basically be like sharing each other's like MP3s, iPods, or like oh, wow. files, right? Like yeah, hard yeah. disk yeah. of yeah. yeah. After school, you go to Fuller's house and then he transfer yeah. you to yeah, yeah. yeah, I and remember that. Literally, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally like no, oh. literally you plug your your your, your USB thumb drive. Thumb drive. Yeah. No, not thumb drive. It's the MP3 is the yeah, thumb drive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah so those were like shout out Simlim Square. Yeah, yeah. So like. I remember, I remember Brian and I were sharing like like files of music as well. Like I pretty much gave him my whole catalog of yeah, yeah. of <laughs> of songs that I've collected from all my friends back in secondary school. And then obviously, like I'll buy the CDs as well from uh, Borders, Inoki, and all that. And then this was again pre like pre online shipping and all that stuff, right? So we have to like oh, yeah. ask the guy to like, oh, can you help us pre-order oh, wow. this CD? Not yep. even pre-order, like this CD is out already. Yeah. Yep. But like, there's no way for me to get it because I just have no idea how to get it shipped to Singapore. Mm. So, Did Borders do that service as well? Or yeah, was it just in order with the you can order it through their system and right. I think they'll 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 send it over to the yeah, website. I, re- I remember going with, with you to Inoki like a bunch of times. Like like and then like you collect the special order and then like yeah. sometimes you even get the DVD or whatever. It's like super yeah. cool. I mean like like getting access to music back then was like something really special that you look forward to. Yeah. Like you would look forward to. Like now you just Yeah. yeah. And then and then like this these things is sort of like a chance, right? You kinda purchase something without knowing exactly how it sounds. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then when you listen to it, it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And then you somehow relate to it and then obviously like, I'm also the kind of guy who read all the lyrics yeah. and the and the, the booklet that's inside and then you'll see the back end of it they'll be like oh special thanks to like their friends families fellow bands yep. some of the OGs that they toured with or like some of the artists that inspire them and then that's when you also go into another spiral of right. who they are listening <laughs> to and who they are tagging and who they are sort of like crediting mm. their successes to yep. and then you sort of realize oh kind of make like all these links and check out what they're checking out yep. because they played a part in those 
their career and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of research pre-internet mm. without actually like I kind of like that because like like what you what, what you were saying about how you you listen to some you buy something without knowing what you're gonna listen to right. It's like back then you don't really have like the singles game. Mm. Like artists don't really put out singles and you just kind of, I guess, are forced to listen to the whole discography. Mm. And I kind of like that process because like right now everyone is like, oh, this artist, this song. And then if they like that song or don't like that song, they jump on the next thing and mm. they don't sort of give them the time of day to sort of listen to the body of work that they've produced, you know. Mm. Back then it was much more like that, the way I discovered music. So like, yeah, I appreciated that. You know, I mean, we are spending thirty dollars to to buy an imported CD, yeah, dude, and you're dollars yeah. then, man, on something that you've yeah, uh, based on hearsay, and then you literally just like <laughs> you commit lah, just have to commit yeah. to it, and if yeah. you like it or not, yeah. you just yep. have to listen through it the whole. Has there yeah. been duds before? Sorry, has there been duds? Um, Do I remember any I duds? Don't, wow, that's a good question, yeah. I don't think it was a dud, right? But I remember for one of my birthdays, you bought me. Yeah, so um, Edwin bought me a. Kids in Glass Houses CD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listened to it. I mean, it was it was nice, <laughs> but I don't think I ever revisited it, lah. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, but hey, the that's thing. the hit. That's the hit. <laughs> yeah, miss, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And miss, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. like this. This also like based off like people's yeah. recommendation yeah. of basically like taking a chance. Oh, I don't know whether he'll like it, but it seems like he might. Maybe I don't know. I haven't even listened to it properly, so just give it a try, lah. Yeah. yeah. So what was it about this? particular genre music that appealed to you. I think Brian spoke to that a little bit just now. Yeah. Um, I think it just was like, it kind of, uh, it felt like their music, right, was a little bit more genuine. I don't know. I mean, okay, let's maybe, okay, let's not discount people's music. But, when you see five guys all dressed in the same outfit and like doing coordinated dances, you just feel one step removed away from from this like celebrity status or whatever, whatever, whatever. And like that at that point it didn't relate to me at all. Catchy hooks. Yep. Definitely melody wise, top line, perfect, great. Like all everything that Max Martin has wrote for all these boy bands, right? Will always be something that I look up to in terms of music writing lah. Till this day. Um but right, there's something about it that just didn't really hit home as much as Linkin Park hit home to me. Okay. Or you know, and it, I I I don't know, like, I don't, I can't really pinpoint if, if it was necessarily, like, the angst. I'm sure, to a certain extent, it did play a part, like, I, I remember one of my, it's like, okay, I started off with Taking Back Sunday, right, somebody sent me Q down the E, right, and I was like, oh, I fucking love this shit, so I explored a little bit more, and then I found Midi Parade, and then like, oh, I fucking love that shit, and then I explored a little bit more. Then, it was, it was after a while, right, I got introduced to Lamb of God and that jumped to even the, the extreme ends and then like a little bit of like there's this band called The Number 12 Looks Like You which is like a grindcore band which I was into for a short period of time and then like you get a little bit more extreme then you dial it back down to like like Slipknot and then I somebody introduced me to um I think Blink 182 after that, and that's like oh no after the dilution right it goes Lamb of God then Slipknot then after that um, what do you call it? Avenged Sevenfold then the very simple was that like that nice like still melodic still a bit fierce I don't know then like you just realise there's this whole world out there and then you learn about Warped Tour and that's like the Holy Grail like festival that like you know sort of you would be able to spot um, up and coming bands from from the roster um, you learn about like record labels that like would be like the champions of these things um, and yeah I mean it was more interesting to discover it on my own in a way rather than just be fed it 
through Channel 5 or you know just other types of things lah yeah I think for me it was like um so before I got into like emo music and everything it was the boy band era girl band era and like music for me then when I was consuming that kind of stuff was it was just like a a nice bop you know yep. just like a, you're just dancing to it and not really listening to like the lyrics so much I think when I first uh, my first encounter with emo music was when I first properly paid attention to the words in the song also because I think it sort of reflected back to me mm. what I was feeling and I was like oh shit like I'm hearing it out loud and now I can sort of process my thoughts and what I'm actually feeling and like, oh shit, someone else feels it too. Yep. And then you go on to discover so many of these artists that are talking about the same thing, singing about the same thing and then it's like, it, that that was what sort of really pulled me in. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, I think like like both Ryan and Amelia say, I think lyric play is something, it's something that really resonated with me. Um, I guess when you're a teenager, again, like raging hormones and all that stuff, like things like, heartbreak or like you know you have a crush on someone and then you don't know what to do and then you just like unrequited love and right? then yeah that kind of feeling of like not not having like uh uh being yeah not not act- the idea of love without actually knowing what love is mm-hmm. and then that a lot of, i mean obviously like all these bands will will talk about things like that yep. and that was something that's okay it's relatable it's simple it's something that i could understand or at least in theory conceptually like understand what you're trying to say to paint you a picture of a word that you might not have a meaning to yeah Yeah. and it sort of create like okay like there are things that again like other things that they will talk about like 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 um heavier topics like family problems suicides things like that that obviously will um create a sense of uh evoke other sense of emotions from you and again like things like loneliness things like um uh growing up in a in a f- uh a difficult kind of like uh childhood or family background right I, I mean for me i i mean i don't necessarily feel or grew up in the same kind of environment yep. right but i do attach certain meanings to it because um i grew up in singapore but my dad is in indonesia yep. like working so i felt like i didn't have like a father figure to look up to right so like listening to Good Charlotte and talking about how their parents, uh, Benji and like Joel's parents, like kind of left the family, and it's like, oh, I'm not saying that my dad is like that. That's totally like that's the wrong meaning to it. But yeah. the meaning, the con, the the the, I guess when you break it down to just like the simple meaning of not having a father figure around you, yep. kind of affected, also like how you feel and how you will react in a in a somewhat weird family dynamic. Yep. Yeah. That th- is, yeah, that's just different. Yeah. I think like, even if the, the song topics weren't directly, I mean, reflected, like a, a, a direct reflection of your current situation, but I think it taught you empathy. Empathy. You know? mm. Straight up, like, <clears throat> I think the, like, you make an, okay, you are put forth these concepts that you probably will never run into if if you don't encounter a person from that background or if you don't get fed this information through uh, I don't know other different forms of media lah. like I don't know a movie or another song on the radio or something like that but like I, I think it really did help us or it helped me put myself in a perspective whereby like I don't <laughs> I don't know how to put it man it's like you already know that that situation sucks 
Mm. But now you know in detail, like like a little bit more. You just know just like one step a little bit more. And I think that that really helped um, navigating life, like helped me navigate life in, in terms of growing a sense of empathy. La. I think I think also like uh, things like that, like from what Brian mentioned, like knowing knowing that everyone has got problems and knowing that people are, are sharing their problems, I mean, through songs, through art, through whatever forms, right? And for 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 me, when, when I'm consuming this music, it's like, okay, everyone has got problems. I also have to deal with it. I also have my own demons. I also have like different kind of upbringing. But again, like we are all in it together and everyone's kind of like feeling lonely, although you are also like in it together. Lah. Mm. So there's that, that kind of like, I guess uh, the irony of being alone, although you're not alone, but mm. also you're not being alone because you're <laughs> technically feeling it together. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like that's a lot, that's something that a lot of people gravitate towards. Just a sense of community, a sense of belonging, right? And music is something that helps bind these things because it's a common, it's sort of like just a common ground for a lot of things, right? And I guess it was easier for for me at least to understand music more than like a painting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the topic of empathy, <laughs> do you feel that it is as much as the the art itself is trying to communicate these tough topics to you, but you might not have the concept into it, but you kind of have to be open in, I guess, in your nature and be inquisitive yourself to, to even receive it? Because if... Ideally, in a scenario where if the art can communicate the idea, then everybody's open to it, then technically the idea will take root and you can reflect on it. But that's not the case because some people, I believe emo culture, emo music per se, or pop punk, or punk in general, mm. there is a huge moral panic with it. I think when it first came out, there was a lot of, I guess, negative stereotypes. But I guess people actually listen to it, listen to the lyrics and listen to how the music conveys certain emotions, how there's a sense of a community, really. Yeah. They, it differs. Same, I think same with like metal, like heavy metal yeah. or like even death metal. There is a sense of moral panic because people just read the survey's lyrics. I guess Slipknot is a very good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It also, I mean, at the same, huh, it does require the listener to, to be a little bit inquisitive, for sure. Because... I, and also that's actually interesting that you brought it up because I have a question to myself which is why did I not just say E I don't like you know what I mean mm. and that that happened I mean <clears throat> there are countless numbers like <laughs> dude mm. let, yeah, you know what I mean countless number of people would be like E I don't want to listen not nice mm. and then yeah. that's just it you know so what, like why, why do you guys think it's that our decision to stay like, with it and stay connected with it right yeah I, I, I don't know why weren't we turned off by <clears throat> Okay, so That's has has there been an instant, I guess, uh, throughout, I guess, throughout your life where you listened to something initially where you you didn't really like it, but it started to grow on you after a while, but and maybe you revisited it years after and you actually kind of like it. Has there been an instant right. like that for you guys? I think it's quite. I think it's 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 quite normal to feel that way. I think maybe again the music could be a hit of you, mm. right? Like I I I guess maybe like again you are you're putting things that are that you're exposed to. And you you like the familiar parts of it. Yep. And then when you want to venture out, maybe it's something that's a bit too extreme because you're not so exposed to it. But the fact that you are exposed to something and then from then it sort of like built this new like um barometer of 
Well, you kind of you kind of you kind of broaden your perspective, right? So again, like you, like the first time, the first time I listen to maybe like a an EDM song, I'll be like, oh wow, what the hell is this, <laughs> right? And then like, what it sounds so like rigid, trashy, not okay. trashy, trashy maybe not the right word. Yeah, like I mean, like like that can be rather trashy sometimes. Like yeah. you're talking like Afrojack, you know, like <laughs> but. I mean, I I couldn't get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't get it. But the fact that you're exposed to it is like, oh, okay, I I may not like this, but maybe there are others that mm. is not too out there. Yep. And then you sort of revisit the thing that's in yeah. between, that's closer to what you like. And then you at the end of the day, once you exp- you find more things, you actually realize that hey, actually it's not too far away from the first thing that you actually hit in the first place. Yeah, once it enters your awareness, then you repel it less because you're familiar now. You yeah. I mean? You repel things that are foreign first, right? Yeah. Obviously. Then so after that. It's, I mean, this is the same thing. Like maybe that, that when, when I'm listening to that music that I first hit, then now, I might just appreciate it in a different way that I, yeah. I think, never used to. I think for me, it's a little bit different. Um, like I had no interest in classical music. I had no interest in jazz or bossa nova or whatever. But now, I think maybe because through time and through my own exploration musically, like I kind of am trying to expand my vocabulary in terms of songwriting and things like that, that now I, I, I see the, the, the beauty in it, like the subtleties of what they're trying to achieve. Um, that once that, that is a typical stuff that just not so blatantly, um, um, comprehensible, you know, as compared to like lyrics or whatever. And maybe, maybe to a certain extent as well, some electronic music as well that like like after a while then you get okay like for example I've been trying to I've been I like we love I mean I think all of us love to dabble and try and listen to whatever and you know try and get like a rough gist of of what's going on with different genres and stuff and I've been trying to understand the whole techno world techno yeah like like straight like like techno world Mm. like there's a whole subculture subculture within that also and um and the music is the thing that, that brings it all together. I'm pretty sure there's also the presence of other substances, lah, right? And that uh, facilitates the, the enjoyment. Not coffee. Yeah, and it's definitely not coffee. Um, But, I mean, it works like coffee. But anyways. Allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, I mean, that one, that one I'm still getting, it's still hard for me to wrap my head around. But yeah, you know? You know what? Actually, you may be right. I think when I, when I meant EDM, I actually meant techno. Because... Oh, I right. think EDM didn't exist. Do you mean like do you, when you say EDM is like like Tayo Cruz? We gonna light it up. No, that, like that's fine. That's like, that's like palatable. Right. See, right? I think those but are the things that are like, like like basically anything ex- that Pitbull is on uh, last time. You know, like yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sean Paul. Sean Paul. No, shit. Sean Paul reggaeton. That one show. Right. <laughs> oh, but if but you really, sorry, okay, you know digress what? to Pitbull. I was about bit, to digress right? to Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> If you revisit his lyrics now, right? This guy is a father of like six to eight children. I don't know, okay? How has this Why? guy not been me too? If he did <laughs> yeah, all the things that he said he did in his lyrics, for then, sure, this guy must have said, yeah. <laughs> Bro. So, yeah, this one's yeah. all that. <laughs> anyway, I was contemplating saying the lyrics, but let's not do that. Yeah, like, no. huh? okay, I know it all though, but like, <laughs> but like you know. You can do a separate performance for us later. Can, 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 can. <laughs> what about you, Amelia? Have you. Uh, encounter a piece of music or a piece of or, or an artist that you initially like didn't like but after a while maybe years later you revisited it and it's kind of okay and, and you actually kind of like it I was I was thinking about it when you brought it up I, I don't actually know or at least in the genre of um, emo and stuff like that there wasn't anyone specifically that I 
was on upon first listening was like no I, I couldn't accept it almost all of it I was like I was uh, I accepted it lah because I think it 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 represented something that wasn't there already yep so I I sort of always welcomed that uh, maybe in other genres but um yeah nothing I I don't know nothing I can think of now maybe like when we look back at certain bands right like for example for me System of a Down recently I, I went to I mean listen to the whole Toxicity record again right and Jesus Christ it's so fucking good I mean I, I when it I mean back in the day I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they're one of like the most my favourite bands or whatever mm. but now I, I, I have so much respect for them that like like they they are relatively not I, how do I put it not my idol la, but super inspirational mm. right that specific album is pretty inspirational to me right now mm. yeah uh, I want to shout out the prison song <laughs> if you guys are listening check actually, out the prison what? song and read the lyrics while listening to the song because yeah. it's crazy actually yeah that reminded me of like Slipknot because what I about went, Slipknot? when I first started like I was like what the hell is happening right again like I'm not used to this realm of heavy music yep. and then when I'm listening to it like the past few years it's just like oh actually you know what the songs are really really good mm-hmm. and then like they were supposed to come down last year for 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 or rather this year for for show in Singapore and I'm just quite I was pretty bummed the fact that they had to cancel it lah. Mm-hmm. and yeah so it's uh, just you, like you and Vic got tickets before we even did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because <laughs> it was just like, I mean, that's when that's when something just connects with you at like a different moment in your life. Similar to like how certain songs like it hits you differently in different phases of your life. So some songs like comes in really like short phases, like a lot of like pop songs nowadays, right? You listen to like one song and then it's like they move on to the next mm. uh, hot song, they move on to the next hot song. But then there are just some that just sticks with you for a longer period of your life so do you think like if your parents made you listen to Slipknot when you were younger you would have appreciated it they before made you, you listen to Slipknot <laughs> like, no, I, just <laughs> think, I think they might you know I mean think, think about it like all these parents who are around our age now or slightly older they're exposing their kids to all this yeah. music because they grew up with that music so they prime their mindset to be ready to receive this type of music you know what right? the thing is right last time like my my dad he's super into the Beatles he's super mm. into a band called Bread bands like Chicago and stuff like that right but throughout my entire teenage years right until maybe say like 2-3 years ago right then I started revisiting those yeah those bands and those artists right like yeah. wow and then now it's hitting me in a different way yeah but hey I don't know I, I don't know. I don't know how these things work, man. <laughs> you know? It's like yeah. an act of because your father liked it, you didn't really yeah, yeah. revisit it. Same. Yeah. So yeah. so my dad's a classical guitarist and I never took any lessons from him at all. And I ended up playing guitar in a metal <laughs> metal ish band. So like it feels like that's the 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 uh prophecy fulfilling itself, right? Like it's you a big fuck you to dad. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? So I don't know. Maybe that's how these things work. So um you guys mentioned that uh, you guys are part of a band, uh, Edwin and Brian. Yeah. Did your, I guess your roots and growing up with uh, emo music, did that influence the way you guys create in that particular band? Could you speak to that? Yeah, I think for sure, man. I think sonically and like um, arrangement wise is the standard sort of um, like two guitar, one bass, one drums, like one vocals and the style of vocals uh, how do I put it? It's it's not too poppy in a way. How do you even define? How do you describe poppy like sonically? 
like repetitive but then again I don't know nah nah not enough for me very repetitive the bridge well. is important so, yeah the bridge. I don't know I guess <laughs> the bridge I don't know man I think we always had these like a specific couple of bands that we looked up to and then as we tried to emulate that sound that's where we just fell into la. you know um, I can't confidently say that we managed to you know craft out our own sound and um, create something that was only the summer state but I'm pretty sure if you listen to the stuff from the summer state you could like identify our references la, for sure mm. yeah I yeah, think that's true. how yeah I mean I, th- I think you what you create is the sum of your experiences right so I think for, for, for me at least I mean it comes to like lyrics and all that like, those are things that you experience and those kind of music that I will try to create or like just structurally chords wise or whatever it's yeah. like within the vocabulary of what you have right and because I'm mostly listening to this kind of stuff yep. yeah. then obviously it plays definitely it will sort of like I guess uh, what's what's the word for it when you bleed into yeah bleed into bleed mm-hmm. into these things that you're sort of like trying to create as well like I'm I'm by no means like a good musician uh, in any form of way it's just like I just know how to play a guitar <laughs> the basic chords basic notes have some sort of understanding of how songwriting works and like because I Let's really? not discount the fact that what's also important is that you had a message. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's not just about being talented or having the skills, right? Yeah. It's I, about yeah. having something worth saying. Yeah. yeah. Straight up, dude. Like during Circuit Breaker, my dad asked me. So we've we've stopped um the summer state in what for like what three years now? Ish. Mm-hmm. About right. About. And my other like post hardcore, metalcore, whatever fucking band called Vils, we stopped maybe a year ago. Right, so then the whole music thing has like stopped for me, um, and then my dad asked me, he was like, "Hey, you're not writing any music during this circuit breaker time or anything?" And then, I, then I was like, "Um, not really. I don't really feel like I have any messages to to say or whatever." And then he was like, "Yeah, true. Uh, if you really don't have anything important to say, might as well don't say." Then I was like, "It's true." Yeah, then I was thinking about it. Right, I was like, "Actually, quite true." Eh? Yeah, like you know, it, yeah. it's it's a simple concept, but. Like you hear a lot of, uh, I mean, just for my tastes, what I deem, it's like songs filled with fluff, songs filled with like, like um, they're trying to evoke some sort of like short term emotion or like just some sort of like, like uh, like a party anthem. Nothing wrong with those. I I enjoy those, but like I think we have enough of those. You know what I mean? Like every now and then, you you hear songs on the radio that come and go, come and go, and and like yeah. It's so like I could, fast never, food, ah. I could like, never really understand why Ariana Grande had to say break up with your boyfriend because I'm bored. Like, like why yeah, you, I don't know what I'm supposed right? to take away from that but like let's not perpetuate that and please don't break up with me if you're bored. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're referring to Edwin, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw the eyes. Come on. So um, going back to what you said about fluff and the message could you elaborate on that at least from uh, a band's point of view like because you're part of two bands I guess I guess to me, uh, adjacent but very different. Mm. Yeah. So could you speak to that? What 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 do you mean by message? Is it like a theme? Is it like a concept? And what do you mean by fluff? Because I don't know if people know this. I don't right. know if like how 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 does one uh be critical about something and be able to differentiate it in in in, in your own words? Right. Ooh. Um. Well, don't change. Uh. <laughs> the posture should change. Like I was cold, so I had my hands in my shirt. Now, come on, already cross leg. Wow. Don't play, don't play. Uh, shit. 
I mean, if there is a distinction between unconscious music and conscious music, right? I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how to how to phrase this. But if there is a distinction, right? Then something falls somewhere. And if you're not, if you don't fall under conscious, then what? what like you know, like what do you fall under? Unconscious, lah, right? And then if it's that, then why? Like, what is the purpose of the song? Okay, okay. I don't even know how to phrase this properly. But what is the purpose of the song? What are you trying to evoke? Is it feelings of, uh, um, consumerism? Is it feelings of you don't feel as good as as the person that's singing it? Like, oh, this guy's doing so much better than you. Or like, is it songs to flex on? Like you flexing on other people? Like, oh, I'm feeling good about myself. I mean, once again, nothing wrong with songs like these things. But just personally, for me, I'm definitely not gonna write a song like that, lah. Like, <laughs> that's just not me. That's not the not not a message that I ever wanna fucking perpetuate out <laughs> there. Um, and I guess that's where I draw the line between the stuff with fluff and stuff with not. Um, I don't know, man. It doesn't have to be. Oh, um, like, like, sort of like political songs mm. or, um, songs that, oh, you gotta rebel against the, the machine or big brothers watching blah, 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 all that kind of <laughs> shit. No, not, not even that. Like, if you're talking about something that, 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 that you genuinely want out there to help, I, I don't know, lah. Is there's this whole overarching thing in my brain about like, oh, you always need to like serve the people that you are listening that that are gonna listen to your music. Like you kind of really know, you kind of really know your audience out there, your target audience, and you need to give something of value. Once again, this kind of thing is very hard to pinpoint, lah. Right, value to other people is whatever, whatever, whatever. But just personally, like, like the fluff, I guess is is like um happy go lucky, hit and run kind of things, lah. I guess. I really don't know how to phrase this properly. I really don't know. Um, I think I think for me, I I I would say I'm a little bit more methodical. Like when I first picked up the guitar, the reason I did it was because I thought it was cooler to do right, mm-hmm. and like I thought it was my way of like um trying something new. Mm. And also like my parents were against it at that point of time, so I was just like. I just wanted to rebel, lah, right? Wonderful. But thankfully, thankfully, my, actually, my dad gave brought bought bought my first guitar, <laughs> which is a bit strange. But I guess it's, it helps that his that's how he expresses his his care and love <laughs> yeah. for me oh. for his son who is away overseas, <laughs> right? Um, but I think through that guitar playing a guitar and it's like, oh wow, this is cool. What can I do with this? It's okay, I want to I want to be able to perform mm. because. You want to again, like I also wanted to like show that my my to my parents that oh I can do this. It's not just like a a hobby that I pick up and then I chuck it like gotcha. for like ten years and yep. leave it there. Um, so in order to perform, what do you need to do? To learn a song. After you learn a song, what do you do? Like, can you just play cover songs? And then it's okay. I could do that. I could play like Ben and Jerry's and play cover songs oh, with yeah. like friends. But it's like, uh, it just doesn't give that same level of satisfaction. So that's when I figured out. Oh, maybe I should just write like lyrics or poems because I used when I'm bored in school like I'll just write words in gotcha. my like notebook or whatever and then I use that as like a way to express my thoughts my feelings like doodles and all that right yep. but then that became like a basis of a of a song or like lyrics so I put those two together and then like oh, okay I can actually potentially do this 
And then like, what can I do with it? So perform. Then after that, it's like, okay, where else can I perform? What can I do to like, to show that, show my parents that this is like worth doing and what I'm doing is not a waste of time. Yep, yep. Right? Then it's like exposed to things like baby beats and playing at like Esplanade or like festivals or opening for some of these bands that, that you grew up watching. It's like, oh wow, I see these bands doing it. I could do that. I wish, or rather, I wish I could do that. Or I hear a Singaporean artist song being played on radio. It's like, oh, I wish I could do that. Yep. Right? So that's sort of like the thought processes of how I want to like lay out. I want to achieve this with, um, with the band that I'm, I'm in. Mm. So with the summer set, for me, it's a little bit more strategic in the sense that yes, in order to get a song on radio, what do I have to do? Oh, right. Okay, okay. So it could be something that's a bit more, I guess, within the structure of what is pop. So there are influences of pop there, but also at the same time, it's not just pure like fluff. It's still like things that I relate to. It's things that has a message in the sense that, um, again, like in order for the songs to stay on radio, it has to be, in a way it has to be re- relatable because people are listening. And the only reason why people want to listen to you is if they relate to your song. Yep. yep. So that's why like those things are sort of like embedded in the thought process of what you want to do, like what you create. Yeah. So till I think till this day I still like the same thing that Linkin Park did for me or the same thing that 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 I mentioned earlier that I kind of believe that there are people that resonate with this kind of music it's just that you don't see them out in the open, you know what I mean? Hmm. Um I feel that that's still the goal. Like when you say like oh you we stick it in a pop formula, yes. Like in terms of like I guess length, hmm. right? Or structurally, like the chorus comes back at least twice, like mm. minimum. That kind of shit. Like, like we'll play. I think we used to play amongst in within that that constraint, but still try to be try to inject, um, a sense that we are speaking to you, mm. like that person that, that I mean, we hope that we catch your ear and be like, eh, oh, like what did that fella just say? Or like what? How come got like? so much distortion on this this like this song on 97 or whatever lah. you know like I, like even with our ballad track right that was sem- relatively successful on for radio and whatever mm. like like structurally it was something like like all time lows remembering Sunday mm. you start off acoustic and then you full blast at the end mm. and typically you wouldn't see a, a ballad format like that in on the radio when we dropped it lah. there was something that we we were pretty happy about their work, you know? Mm. And that that to us was, okay, we are so slowly incepting the machine, mm. like a little bit by a little bit, you know? like. I but this is the thing, right? The core of it is essentially just like um, relating to someone else or rather having a message that someone else could relate to. And like, those, those are the things that I actually look forward to. And that's just why like, I actually enjoy the admin side of things back then, right? Was because when I'm running all these like Twitter accounts or emails and then you receive some like, someone mentioning your, 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 the piece of art that you create. Yeah. And they say like, oh, I just chance upon this band. It's cool. Or the, oh, thanks for like playing this song or thanks for like um, writing this song or something along those lines. You know, just those messages that they don't actually even send to us. Like I'll use, uh, I'll use like Twitter to like stop people's messages mm-hmm. about us. <laughs> Creepy, but <right>? okay. <laughs> just to know like, if it means something to them, I feel like that gives me a lot more of a 
satisfaction of fulfillment that oh wow this is I've made some sort of impact in a stranger's life yep. in a positive way yep. because those are the same kind of feelings I got when I listened to all these artists that in, had so much like influence to me and my life because they helped me like adult or be a, a, a human for functioning human being and having the ability to help someone else yeah. get there no matter how minute like that felt like nothing else uh, that, that nope. feeling is just like it's I just don't know how to put it into words. Uh. It's almost that and like performing because the adrenaline of performing is mm, it's wow. extremely different, right? Okay. And once you're off stage, it's like the crash. Yeah. Because there's is nothing. There? Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like a bad crash. It's yeah. just like oh wow, we did it, and then you look for the next like rush of feeling like that, and you don't have that, or at least I don't have that anymore. But we had it with Imona when we are doing it because there is a reason to do this because we're doing it every month, right? But now with the situation right now, there's just nothing. It's just flatline yep. because there is no highs to look forward to anymore. There's no... But there's a lot more lows. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, 2020 is just to see how low you can go. How low can you go? I want to move on yeah. to Imona. But firstly, I want to talk... Uh, Brian, you mentioned something about Linkin Park. Linkin changing Park. your perspective could you speak a little bit on that yeah um, what I, did Linkin Park do to you or do for you <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. whoops um, damn man I, I think I'm I'm really attracted by the, the sonic element like I'm I wasn't too heavy of a lyric analyzer and stuff like that like to this day I don't I, I <clears throat> Amelia disagrees with me, but I also disagree with her. But she, I feel that I really cannot write lyrics. You like cannot I, write lyrics, I, I, I'm not poetic enough, or I'm not. I'm a little bit too blunt. But then again, also it could work in my favor. I don't know. That's the struggle. Okay. Anyways, but with Linkin Park, right? Honestly, with the screaming, right? That caught my attention, lah. Right. That whole new metal thing, right? Caught my attention. Heavy guitars, um, the rap combination with, um, like aggressive singing that really shifted my perspective. I said, dude, so right. <laughs> so right, a couple of weeks ago, right, um, we managed to talk to Lake Park because um, um, it's a it's a whole thing. La. Uh, there was a press conference <laughs> and then we represented eating? Singapore to to ask, everybody had to ask one question. Right? Are you fucking with me? Or you no, for reals, for reals, okay, for reals. Okay. So this was on uh, Zoom, hey, not Zoom, like one of those things, right? Them. So then every country went, every country went. Then like, so it was me and uh, me and Amelia. Um, so then, we, they, they, it was our turn. They, Brian and Amelia, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. then we got on the thing. Then, like, I needed to take that opportunity to thank them. So then I was like, uh, <laughs> what did I say? Uh? I was like, uh, thanks. Uh, I just wanted to say on behalf of like Singapore and the Imanite community, I want to thank you guys for putting out, uh, hybrid theory. You know, it really changed like my perspective on consuming music and art. And after that, I jam. Then like, I realized, okay, okay. Then I was like, but like, it's yeah, like, it's too much to get like, into right now, dude, but you shouldn't do it. Cause like you're live streaming and everybody's watching. And then like, now's not the right time. It's a question thing, like professional bit. Like, I was like, ah, it's crazy. It's a whole thing that I can't get into. But I hope I got my message in there. Like that. Honestly, like, thanks man. 
Like, that's all I wanted so, to say. So that's what you said. What do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> what did Amelia hear? It was, it was basically the first, first like 10 words were right. Yeah, After yeah. it was like, uh, 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 I can't get into this now. And then like, <laughs> yeah. we went on to us. I didn't even say I can't get into this now. I literally said, ah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they saw it in your eyes. Like, they, they, they yeah, so, like, so what was the question that you guys asked? <laughs> yeah. Do we, do we yeah. reveal it? Yeah. Uh, I was basically, uh, we wanted to ask them a question so like we 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 had a lot of ideas obviously because it was so stressful. Like what do we ask Lincoln? We only had one question. One yeah. question. Yeah, only question. one question. Four minutes okay. to speak to them. Literally right? like like um don't know how many people from the states just went. Yeah. Like the publication from the Philippines just yeah. went after the Indonesia. Then yeah. us, we like the second last. You know we were the last question. No, no, we went. Last Japan year. was last after that. Yeah, so Japan, Japan, yeah. Japan was supposed to be before us, but then they mm. got technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. In the end, the guy ended up asking the question. So she like slack. What you just write in the question and the guy asked for you. Right, right, right. But then we had to ask it ourselves. That's the problem. Yeah. Okay. Before you say the question, when you guys <laughs> asked it, did they cry? Did they standing ovation? <laughs> you guys? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wish. Man. Say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure like we did. cried and we yeah. standing ovation. Yeah. Answer. Exactly. Like, wow. I'm, sure, I'm sure they're used to it by now. Yeah. After like twenty years. No, but we tried our best to. Like, okay, not curveball. Can you explain? No, so, uh, like, we figured that a lot of people would probably ask them, like, looking back at hybrid theory success, like, what do you oh, feel? Yeah, yeah <laughs> blah, 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 right? Creating such an iconic album. And then we figured that, I mean, it's nice for them to look back, but we wanted them to sort of give us their perspective looking forward at music, you know? So we asked them, like, since you created such an iconic, iconic album in 2000, like, looking at music today, what is it that you want to see more of? Lah? And then, yeah, yeah, he answered. Yeah, actually, like, so that when you ask me what Linkin Park did for me, right? It literally, long story short, is like, huh? Can like that one? Ah? <laughs> That's basically what yeah. they did for me. Huh? Can like that one? Ah? And that opened my my perspective. That right then and then. Like, it kind of showed me a different form ah, of music, right? And that's possible. And that just brought me down the entire rabbit hole. Ah, I, remember their, music. I remember their category at HMV being like new metal. New metal, like, yeah. What the fuck and new, yeah. and new metal is. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> is this a typo? <laughs> See, like, all these titles, right, really yeah. kind of mess things we, up. We, like, we don't really like genres. It's, mm. it's a very limiting thing. Yeah, but, very, very limiting. But that's also like the similar thought process or rather that's the similar thing, reaction that you got when we approach clubs or venues that when we were first starting on Emo Night. Right, literally like, Huh? Like that also can see right? Yeah. Because there's Yeah, like- I know what you mean. But the thing is like I think the way I consumed the Linkin Park was like creatively and theirs was like business model monetization mm. type of mm. aspect, you know, that huh like that also can uh, mm. you know can earn money, man. Can uh, really is it worth my time? Mm. Right? And then a couple years later, you see a lot of other clubs also trying to monetize using the genre and stuff like that. And that irks the shit out of me because you can see what what their motivations are mm. straight up, and and I I the truth is say <laughs> no okay no not the truth is set you free but like <laughs> I mean a lot of the times when I speak to to goers at, at um at Emo Night itself and then the, those that have been to the other parties and everything they're like ah no it's just something about it that's different like I, they will complain like oh uh something about the vibe eh? like don't know don't want, don't want. like I don't know why it is because I I don't go like I can't can't fucking like perpetuate this I or support this concept of like month I don't know it's like I feel right it's very predatory where they saw hey can already pump let's oh, go okay. and yep. ticket prices aren't cheap and drinks aren't cheap and like they said ah man it's just a bad vibe lah. and and that's me watching on the outside and I hear these things from the goers maybe they're biased maybe they're just saying nice things to me yep. but I mean yeah I think 
<sighs> I don't know. I don't even know where. I don't even know where to go with this lah. <laughs> yeah, it's just frustrating. <laughs> I feel like I feel like oh, what the community that we build is now being pre- like uh, predated on. Is that mm. a word? Pre- yeah, pre on. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. like getting preyed on is like, hey, there's a dollar here. There's an alternative scene kit dollar that I should earn from. Yeah, and palm, I go do this. I go do that. Ah, fuck off lah. That's the thing, right? I mean, obviously, once once people crack a formula and then they solve like. I'll find a way to monetize it and then yeah. they'll try and exploit yeah, as much this as and, yeah. and I mean yeah. that's capitalism lah but exactly that's everyone's a unit for yeah. monetization mm-hmm. yeah which is which <laughs> we if y'all I mean y'all <laughs> but this is <laughs> I mean but if I, you, no if, <laughs> if you just watch the way that we operate Imonai SG <laughs> you can tell that we are really not a business. That's one. And second, <laughs> if we were a business, we are the worst fucking businessman in the You're world. You're not a business by choice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, if we were motivated by all that kind of shit, you see like fucking the ticket prices never give chance. We're just focused on the dream deals. We're just like, oh, trying to sell you this hype, this fucking cool factor that, oh, you must be here. If not, you're not cool. Hey, come reserve table lah. Fuck. Like, it's not about that. <laughs> it literally isn't about that. So yeah. let's so let's oh. speak to that a little bit. Um, when I look at emo night as a whole, as from from an outsider, I get a sense of community. Even I get a sense of community that the the genre of music doesn't really matter to a certain degree. It's the fact that you guys grew. You mentioned uh, from just your friends or just you wanting to do it until mm-hmm. like I think three. I think that's like fourth year, right? Yeah. Four years later to just how. How widespread and how impactful that the community. How do you balance the commercial side of? Because you 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 guys mentioned about talking to I guess club owners and locations that might yeah. be hesitant to or resistant to even wanting to host you guys. Even mm-hmm. goes if, if even though you guys might have a a proven track record, mm-hmm. yeah, but they might look at things in a more uh, business slash uh, black and white, just just numbers, purely yeah. numbers. How do you negotiate that? Because you guys were a part of a band. I don't know if you guys had a manager back then. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys had to 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 learn this on your own. How mm. do you balance that from the initially? And is it still a struggle, or was it still a struggle? Mm. I think thus far, uh, we have like a couple of um, I'll say like um, not KPIs. KPIs is it <laughs> like KPIs. like check a checklist lah, yeah. right? When we um work with a venue or when we scout venues, um. One thing is that we will we will never al- allow it to be too expensive. Okay. It's not something. This is not um some luxury thing like some exclusive members club thing. That so that's you, a rule. That's for sure. Be like too if expensive. it's if it's in terms of cover charge and also in terms of drinks lah, mm. it can't be ridiculously charged. Um, another thing that we really um sort of like you know about is like the vibe of the place that we that we hold our shit at. Um. With the exception of the Golden Mile final um, last minute thing, we held a party there, but that was a whole different thing. Um, but when you say vibe, what what do you look out for? Because vibe is intangible and it's different to maybe the three of you have different ideas of mm. it. What what do you look out for? Ah, mm. mm. uh, how do I distill this lah? Um, was it intuition? I think it's actually pretty tangible lah. Oh like really? When you when uh, you, like, you spe- are you specifically specifically talking about the looks of the place or like what the say I the think, track record so of the club so far and like do we want to align ourselves with that? Yeah. Is it more you're more speaking? Yeah, that's I mean that's tangible what you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The the sort of like the reputation that they've built for themselves. 
on mm. the the type of type of types of things that they already hold. Yeah. Things like that. Um that's that's why I would add to the vibe lah. But what? The, that's what you mean by the vibe lah, right? Yeah, pretty much. Whether yeah. it aligns with our brand and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And also at the end of the day, would it be a good experience for our goers if it's something mm. too clashy mm. and something that they won't enjoy? Like even if I I don't know, if we share a common smoking area, right, with another thing that's going on at the same time, and will those those two people be oh interesting you know be comfortable in that same space will um, one person look down on another person or will something you know what I mean just like that general what that, that kind of animal kingdom type shit know. you know because like, I feel that the like the people that or at least I don't know maybe that's just me being paranoid and looking over the whole community type situation but it's true no like I don't know I'm I, 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 I personally lah huh? just as a as the person that I am I don't feel comfortable at a lot of diff- at a lot of, at a lot of clubs. Mm. Just a lot of like in general lah. Like what? Just, no lah, not Sam Oh, okay. okay just yeah. clubs are in general. Okay. What 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 about it? Hmm? What about it? I just don't feel that I belong. You know? There's a sense of like you can it, it is fucking you can feel it in the air, you know, like certain type of a brotherhood, certain type of uh cliques, mm. like they dress a certain way, they subscribe to a certain type of um um, mentality like for example if you want like you can tell like there's a group of guys like hunting for like a potential oh, date or something you know <laughs> just these kind of vibes that you get in clubs that's like that's the thing that really puts me off for about about the situation la. like I'm all for enjoying music in a communal space but like when there's all these things like added mm-hmm. to the thing when there's status involved like oh you open the champagne now yeah, wow yeah. then the mm. thing got, uh, and fireworks, then five girls uh, bring it on a carriage girls, with five scantily clad girls yeah. fucking walk out then they shake 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 a bit like dude the fuck like what like to me like all this I just like all these kind of things it's just so fucking bizarre to me like mm. like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and this is not something that I wanna won't ever wanna you know partake in mm. and and also that's that's why it's it's important that we don't you know steer the ship towards that direction like ever um if the if a specific club requires a ridiculous amount of of alcohol to be sold oh interesting things like that so that's know, that, that, minimums. that might or that was a condition for for certain clubs uh. yeah i mean, I mean those, those those things will be something that they will look out for as a as a venue owner yeah. what you want to do is hit that understandably so. that, yeah, that minimum spend that if we host emo night versus we do our own night regular nights yeah yeah, yeah. can emo night generate the venue more money right if so obviously they want to take us in mm. but for us it's like we don't want to do that because it will jeopardize the experience for the uh the goers, right? So this is this is why like when we when Brian mentioned things like the, our sort of like our checklist of things is like we're trying to keep it as as the ticket prices as low as possible because we understand that when we were like teenagers as well, or when we were like listening yeah. to this kind of music or around this kind of age as well, when we were like 18, 19, yeah. 20, like we don't have a lot of pocket money to yeah. spend with. And what were we like in order for us to go for these things is like luxury la, mm. right straight up so being like showing that yeah you know what we've been in your shoes before why would we want to again charge you mm. $45 to enter Fucking and you're gonna spend dude. and then you're gonna enter and then you're gonna spend like another $40, $50 on drinks yeah and you end up like 100 bucks gone and like kept fair back right yep and then it's like you literally spend like 100 plus dollars on one night that may mean nothing to you. Whereas our event is like, when we do it, it's like, okay, 
we keep it we keep the price as affordable as possible because we want people who are like us who understand that like actual financial struggle yeah. <laughs> not fucking 10 champagne kind of guys yeah. and like who are just there to have a good time with their friends yep. yeah. and they're not there to get to get like smashed right mm, yeah. and they're not there mm. to like I'm gonna buy a bottle to, to like signal to the other people hey yeah. I got money yeah That's, it's yeah. like those are like some of the things that we sort of look out for la. so when we talk to venue owners or partners or whatever it's, it's really like okay what we know we know that this is what they look out for. Yep. Mm. We we are literally on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yep. We want to keep it as like marginally like as if as 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 low for our audience as possible because of the 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 things that we want the experience to be. Yep. We don't want it again, like Brian said, we don't want it to be exclusive. We don't want it to be just like high spenders only can come mm. for our event. You know, that's not who we are. Mm. Yeah. That's not what we represent. That's not the message that we also want to send. And that's not something that we actually do in our lives, right? We'll find the the best value for money things yeah, straight up. <laughs> to go and attend and do, right? So yeah. then we have to find out. Then we saw like when Brian Stick talk about vibe also, like when you meet these guys, immediately you will know. You will know. <laughs> you will know. Yeah, there's a there's there's a straight up. Like yeah, it's, it's tangible. tangible. It's tangible. It's intangible. What they want out of the but partnership. You, you, I mean maybe like everybody like have different like types of senses, right? Mm. But like, it's kind of fucking straightforward <laughs> when you know this fella like is like really on a different wavelength. Mm. And also not on a it's not not it's not I, the kind of like different wavelength that y'all can click and connect and like yeah. collaborate. No, you know yeah. that something's gonna go wrong like later. Yeah. So like sense. so like like yeah. So when I I think obviously when they come from a business side of things, that's what they're looking at. And for me, having a bit of like I wouldn't say maybe a bit of experience of like how to handle these kind of things. It's like, okay, I know what they're looking out for, but this is where we saw like try to see how far we can push yep. to meet in the middle, where how willing they are to come to our uh not to our level, yeah, but just, just like common understanding. Like yeah. the, the meet in the middle halfway. Because yeah. we understand that it's not the most simplest concept to grasp, yeah. you know, like they literally the ha like that also can uh, yep. like thing la. And, and but and yeah. at the end of the day, it's also a partnership, right? We want to help them mm. make sure that we they also meet their minimum like in order for them to operate. Yeah. But we don't want it to jeopardize the experience. When I mean experience is everything from where um how much money you spend. Mm. Experience based on sound uh, system, sound system, aircon, <laughs> like <laughs> shit like that, man. Really, yeah. like how I much they're spending on drinks. Like even that, mm. like we will always ask them how much is the drinks yeah. for that night. Or and try to work out deals with yeah. them to make it more affordable. For That's the, the biggest Correct. negotiation, yeah. Really, the, is the drink prices, huh? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. again, like you enter this venue, it's not cheap, right? Mm. And drinks over there, is, it, it's usually not cheap. It's yeah, mm. drinks and clubs are to the max, mm. right? So it's just about finding that middle ground between us to make sure that what we are doing is sustainable for us right I'm pretty sure like there are a lot more people or other venues or other I don't know maybe other promoters who will look at us and like thinking oh, stupid yeah yeah mm. why, why, why why wouldn't you like charge your your goals <laughs> like you more, 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 more uh, yeah. higher fees because yeah. they are willing to spend mm. yeah, they're right. willing to spend it. you only do one time a month you do two time other, you can double your income ma. They you're gonna, you're gonna shout like out that fellow. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. also a bit too real. Uh, <laughs> the voice shit. Yeah. Uh, generic. It's normal. These are, these are the people you meet, right? Who, who has that business idea, or rather that has business experience that in theory would make sense. 
Yep. But we are not there to do it because we don't want to exploit. We're not here We're to not hit here and to run. We're here for the cash, long yeah. fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. Like we look we really look up to Pop Tart, dude. They've been around like we just asked Nico what sixteen yeah, years. 16 years uh. what, so Pop Tart is like uh night. Yeah, it's a it's okay. also a party. Okay. Um but they're like a indie mm. um yeah, like a indie rock kind of night. Indie pop, I don't even know how to describe them, but it's like uh please don't hate me for using this, but it's a bit hipster hipster kinda, la. you know, like that's the vibe. Right? Like, like very modern, yeah. very like very more like Fashionable, like hip, young, like whatever you know, like that's the that's the vibe, lah. So your like, crawl was like think like Arctic Monkeys. But I was a little bit no. more. Okay. Uh, also, like I like to say this that uh, pop tarts for happy for happy peeps. Um, even for angry peeps. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and and like like Adrian and Robin did a great job for sustaining their 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 party for sixteen years. Yeah. That that's great. Like I would love to do that. You know what I mean? Like, and it shows that if you keep a community tight. And you always serve them, not serve them, like always put their interests before. And bam, like 16 years, man. Like mm-hmm. we only four. Like Crazy. what? Yeah. yeah. And we would love to be there. And it, as I mean, we would love to do this to, for as long as we physically can. Uh. Yeah. Going back to, uh, I message, uh, mentioned about the message. What, what, for your strong, what is the message of Emo Night? And what do you want, uh, <laughs> I guess, the goers to take away? I'm Four Years Strong curious. is the name of a band, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. So you mentioned Four Years Strong, right? That's okay. the name of like a popular band <laughs> in our realm. Uh, <laughs> what 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 series of words isn't a band these days? <laughs> yeah. That is true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it really evolved, man. Like, literally when it started, it was for us. And as we did the monthlies and we saw that, hey, shit, there's an actual community of people that are invested in this almost as much as we are. Mm. Then it became for them already. Was the the monthly a big step for you all to undertake? Totally, man. We never wanted to do it, man. Like, it was... So, first year, the random pop-up. It took... in One year later, we had an opportunity to do a show with um, Ryan Key, the singer of Yellow Card. Okay. So, he came down and did a DJ set as well. And that was like, okay, la, just do la. They, I mean, got opportunity. Ma, like, see how often do you get this kind of emails? No. So then Pam did it. Then after that, Refuge approached us. They were like, hey, have you guys thought about doing this monthly? We're like, no, la, we do every month like, a bit. Like, like we don't want to tire out the 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 concept, right? And then we're like, ah, fuck it. I just give it a shot. And we give it a shot. And then like that. You know? But then after a while, right, we realized that, shit, like we're sort of responsible for it, it became such a such a program, such a routine that we became responsible for the for the for the release, you know, like for that like our community looking for that release, you know, every month like release of what? <laughs> I don't know. Emotions, emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know, like, dude, really, like, have you been like to any of the events yet? No. Yeah, dude, man, like, if you just look out across the dance floor slash mosh pit slash mm. whatever, right? When you see them singing words that that they really fucking feel, right? It's it's a thing, lah. Like, I've broken down many times on stage, like, just by, like, like, songs hitting me in a different way again. Like, looking at somebody, feel it too, and then, like, I'm also mm. like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Then, like, start. <laughs> it sounds weird. Sounds a bit lame. But, like, it's fucking real, lah. It's really, it's really, it's really fucking real. And, and so now we're responsible for driving this ship and all the decisions that we make have to 
put our community members first. Like, dude, um, we were just talking about so. Everybody has told us like, hey, you guys need to be, um, consistent with your social media posts because we are fucking not consistent at all. Like, we posted one, like maybe in July or whatever the fuck, like just telling people to go and vote because that's important. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, zero, nothing, silence, hundred okay. percent. Till recently, lah. I mean, we're about to launch the podcast and stuff like that. So then we're starting up again. So like people ask, why you never post on social media? You need to stay relevant. You need to stay, you know, in in the keep uh, capture the mind of the market share, whatever that is. I was <laughs> like, oh, random oh. combination uh, of yeah, words. No, <laughs> capture the market share. The, yeah, yeah. What <laughs> opinion? Don't know what. I was like, whatever lah. Fuck. We got nothing good to say. We don't fucking say lah. Yeah. I'm not gonna like do social media. Already full of nonsense. It's already full of fucking noise. I don't want to just contribute one more thing. Hey, hey, remember us, remember us. Oh, no, no point, no point. Also another thing, why y'all don't want to do live streaming party? I was like, yeah, I get it. I know like the live streaming party works for some, I guess some mm. people enjoy it, but personally, we don't, we mm. really don't get the same kick with that. I can't think of the true value that I'm going to be giving the person yeah. that tunes in. Like we are not DJs. We are not skilled DJs by any way, shape or form at all. We are literally just like curators of the playlist. I mean, got some beat matching here and there. <laughs> Obviously, we play some tricks, you know, like we've got some stuff out of our sleeves. But you have no, you have a very, very big sleeves right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no arms. Hands are in my shirt, by the way. These are huge. XL, by the way. Anyways, yeah, no, like, you know, um, shit, where was I? Um, yeah, um, there's no real values. Like, you can't watch a musician execute its craft, his, his or her craft. Like, you're not watching a DJ actual like actually mix you know and like we'll never call ourselves DJs until like I really learn properly lah then I'll say lah but you know what I mean we have so much respect for like turntablists and stuff like that like it's real shit that's mad skill it's like for example like, it's like saying like I, I study art class now I artist you know what I mean mm-hmm. no I Anyways, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> As in like secondary school type art class lah. Okay, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, but to, to come out and like, oh, I'm an artist. Oh, okay, anyways. um, Yeah, so what's the value that you get out of it? Like I tuned into a bunch of the clubs that did their live stream. I was watching it, I was like, okay. Then I chow lah. Like next step, done. I'm like, mm. I'm bored. Like that's, that's it. So I, and maybe there's a, there's a formula to this whole live stream thing and they haven't found it's perfect we shape or form but till till then we're not gonna do it lah. like I don't know yeah you know that's I mean, the like, value part lah. Yeah. the message lah. I don't know ah fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the whole thing my brain's a mess all the time <laughs> <laughs> but the human experience is literally not about the three of us at all I think to me it's really about everyone that comes into the room together and then it it's really about them at least for me that's how I see it like without us right they can still stand as the Imunite community and it will be strong, yeah. So without that communal experience, it just doesn't make sense for us to sort of put, we can put a whole bunch of lights, visuals, whatever, deck it out nicely, right? But it's just not going to translate whatever happens in their room when we actually do our physical immunites. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Until we find that, right? Like, we, I mean, we, we've been wrecking our brains this entire COVID period. What program, what can we do to bring these people together in a way that, that they also have a value exchange like they where they actually have a connection with another person or mm. with us or like can we spend some time with them or some way shape or form to get it done and we haven't really nailed it down we've got a couple of ideas working but until we really like figure out like okay yes this is worth their time then we'll drop it lah. I want art class yeah. with Brian sorry art class with Brian <laughs> art class with Brian <laughs> become an artist 
<laughs> you search all everything, I can Photoshop, no. You, think what? <laughs> you also can video edit. <laughs> iMovie, don't play. <laughs> but it sounds like you guys are... It sounds... If if I didn't know anything about Imona and I hear whatever you guys just said, it sounds like you guys are... It leans towards an art installation as opposed to just a, a, a music show or like a clubbing night. Because we talked about... There's this term I just thought of as conscious clubbing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, those those thoughts are true. Like you go to a club, you spend, let's say, entry fee about $30, $35. You, yeah. Let's say you fucking thirsty, you want to yeah. buy a drink. Yeah. You never want to get smashed. You're just thirsty. You get a drink, you get a cat bag, you get dinner. It's about 100 plus. But hearing you guys say you guys are actively trying to make it affordable because you guys have been there. Yeah. I think that's particularly interesting. Conscious clubbing. That's such a, <laughs> you make us sound like we are like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extremely. Yeah, no, but, 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 but it's a meme. <laughs> <laughs> the four stages. But, the four stages. Yeah. but it's interesting to know that some thought has actually been put in it. There's a lot of thought. I feel, of thought, I feel I like it's, it's necessary. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Even, even as a, I think, dude, like we're feeling this way because we run one club night. Club night. Some uh one conscious club night, yeah. <laughs> um a month. But imagine owning a club, dude. Yeah. The amount of thought that you should put into it mm. is ugh, beyond me. Like I cannot even, I cannot even like begin to, to 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 you know, internalize the amount of stress that you put yourself into because, like, you you're it's like opening a, I don't know, like a fucking. Well, I want to say church, but it's not a church. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, but like, okay, wait, pause. A club, a church, community center? No. No, it's like, okay, um, now you own a mall. What's the experience you want for the customer that comes into your mall? What's the name of your mall? How's it going to look? What's the vibe? Imagine that, yeah, fuck. I think it's but just, then- <laughs> yeah, we just want to be super extra careful about not exploiting anyone that comes. I mean, like, on a day-to-day basis, we are, we're being sold like people are trying to sell us shit every day, you yep. know, trying to exploit you for your dollar and stuff like that. And the least we want to do is to is to do that, lah. You know, just have a genuine value exchange for a uh, an affordable price. And then, yeah, that's what we want, you know. That's Enough why I really, exploitation. It's, it's, that's yeah. why I fucking love hawker food. Yeah. What about it? It's a genuine, straight up exchange. And even to a certain extent, I feel the hawker follower is get is on the losing end, lah. You know, like not really canai enough to a certain extent, lah. Yep. Because it is, you know, you work, you 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 pay X amount, you get this chicken rice, you're fulfilled, you you filled with whatever, mm. you know, and that's it. And you go on with your rest already. And I don't know what the actual tangible thing that we can provide, but I hope it's some sort of like cathartic release or some shit like that. Or maybe you meet a friend, or maybe you 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 yeah. find somebody. Or, you know, like we we know of two couples that met at Emo Night already and they lasted till now. Like, I, I feel like, oh, right there and then already, because because of the, the nature of our music, you have one um common, common interest. interest. Yeah. As for if you go to on a Friday night to a random club, whatever's playing is whatever's playing, right? But like, I guess you can say this about those who, I guess, um they go for like the base nights together. Yep. And then like, yeah, I mean, it's same, same thing. Yeah. Um, Are you, you going know, to officiate their wedding? Wow. I mean... I would DJ their wedding for free, 100%. I <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100%. mean, when you mention things like, oh, you, you see us as something like a, 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 an art curator thing rather than like a 
of party. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Was that what you said? Right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like it was art like, installation. Yeah. yeah, like an art inst- installation. And I thought that was okay. That I get what you're trying to say in the sense that we are curating what we are creating, right? We are not going to be there just to like, because in order for us to be super popular, we need to serve the super mass or whatever. Like that's not what we are trying to do. What we're trying to do is like, you say curate it, curate our event or program to the kind of people that we feel we were last time. And then if it resonates with the people that are now and they feel the same way, then yeah. it's probably not perfect. Yeah. It's probably very um, shook. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, it's just, yeah, it's just like a relating. I mean, again, like back to relating to the same kind of people that you have affinity or similarities or some sort of like common ground. And this, I, I don't know. I feel like when you look at the people that come to our event, it is quite, different a mixed bag dude. yeah, yeah. Mm. it is quite different from what you will see at like a normal club night or even to some extent even a, a gig or a show what if you guys observed because some of these songs I would <laughs> imagine as a decade old a decade or more yeah so that's at least like one generation different yeah, yeah. what if you guys observed that like, uh, people coming dude we get surprised all the time at the youngsters that know our song, man. Yeah. Uh, not our song. No. The songs. <laughs> like, the songs that we song, play. Yeah, because my, 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 my question is like, dude, like, how did you even get introduced to this? Yeah. It's like, usually they, a lot of the times, right, it's their own exploration and other times, older sibling, uh, that's the standard move for. Mm. Yeah, but it really shocks me till now. Like, really, like, you get 20-year-olds, yeah. you get fresh 19. We have get, underage, people underage people DMing messaging. us and yeah. saying like, is this open for underage? Yeah. Is, is it open for underage? No, no it's not. No, okay. Um, we, I mean, over the past couple of years, expect, ex- except for this one, um, our anniversary shows, mm. we try to make it all ages so that, I mean, these people can come as well. Lah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know why else to add. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a, I don't know. It's crazy. That actually is crazy. But like, shouldn't... I mean, isn't isn't this sort of like the bare minimum fucks that you should give about your fucking event? And what more if you have a club or anything like that? That's the bare minimum what? Like, am I doing anything that is super out of the way? Am I slogging extra hard? Am I working super hard? I'm not doing anything at all, dude. I'm just like... Same. I, tonight after this we'll probably go drink a little bit hang out at the coffee shop right at yeah, our favourite coffee shop we'll go there get a couple of drinks fucking stay up till like maybe 4 or 5 then she'll go home and play some guitar I will use my phone watch a couple of podcasts then go to sleep then I'll wake up 3pm or whatever that's all I do eh like and I'm not saying this is COVID special no this is back then COVID <laughs> this is not the COVID special this is literally the normal routine it's not that hard to give a fuck you know yeah. I don't know man <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we all have to curate it because we are we all feel protective of the Immunite SG as a as a brand, as a as a as a community because it's really something that we feel, or at least for me, like I feel like that's something that that's ours. Like we oh, yeah. help create this, and so we need to be we need to make sure that if anyone wants to 
work with us we are also not being exploited we are yep, not yep. exploited we are not being exploited by, when I mean we it's not just us three of us we as in like it's as a community comes, yeah. yeah because essentially any brand that wants to come and work with us they want us to pump out their message to our community yeah. right yep. and it's because of the following right and this message has to be solid la. like it has mm. to be something of value la. you giving them something then yeah okay we go and say if no, not if then it's something that's related la. Yeah, if it's something totally related like yeah. off mm. something no honestly yeah. just something that will improve their lives it's helpful in some <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. Straight up. Like, there's been... It's like so many times, dude, I swear we're the worst businessmen because by right, <laughs> we're supposed to seize all these fucking opportunities. Yeah. And unfortunately, we can't <clears throat> we can't operate on the... Oh, this one is just work one. Lah. Then, we, then we just take the job. I would love to do that because that would help us out financially and we wouldn't be struggling. Mm-hmm. Right? But unfortunately, just the nature of this of this Emonite thing, we can't, we can't make those decisions. Like, even though... It, it, Many people would say that it's foolish. Why you don't want to hold it here? Why don't you want to do that? Partner up with why that event or festivals or whatever, right? Yeah. It's just cause it's not right for for like they won't we won't they won't enjoy it lah, you know. And 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 it's not that we, I'm guessing, you know. It's not like a fifty fifty. It's like if you have a rent, yeah. They are, they, if I say already that it'll be too specific, but <laughs> but but yeah, you know, you, they're not gonna enjoy it lah. You just want to tap so on yeah. our following so that they go to your thing. So then like, you know, you're not really offering any, I keep on saying value. I sound damn lame, but like, you're not really, you're not, you're not, you're not you don't give a fuck about the people. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. want them yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's fucks to give. Ah, that's a cooler way to say it. Like, <laughs> Do y'all run into problems of, uh, I guess, running, ensuring it, ensuring immunite lasts like a longer amount of time as opposed, eh? you all run into problems uh, scaling it. Scaling it in a sense that you want it to last as long as possible, but there are there are conflicting um, forces. Like because you guys are you guys hold very very strong moral values too. Like it's as though like the moral values that you three have, you guys put it uh, on the business yeah. on Imonite. And I would imagine that scaling it into the future, not even just vertically, but just ensuring that it lasts as long as possible, that could be a struggle looking forward. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I, I I think this is something that obviously I've thought about as well. And it's something that I think when we were talking, whenever Brian and Mila and I will, will meet up, we'll just talk about like things that we could do. Yep. Right? Yep. All these like, long conversations brainstorming and things like that what else we could do what else can we do what else can how how else can we make this more sustainable or Mm. probably try something new or take certain opportunities that maybe is a bit out of line to what we are doing because an offer came in like what how do we deal with this right but because we have those discussions we understand what we don't want right and like you say, we're talking about scaling it and making it sustainable. Yes, obviously it's going to be a challenge because we are very selective mm. with the things that we do and who we partner with or um, what are the things that these people are offering to us. Because like if we, I feel I I feel like if we were, if we were to make certain wrong moves, mm. That will be that will jeopardize our community more than the value of that short term. Yeah, it's just the value mm. you, you, you value assessment, right? Yeah. If I do this, then you got chance for this 50-50. Should I take this risk? Don't lah. Then or yes, then take. But most of the time, the real question is how important is it to scale? Mm. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember. I remember we were talking about this like um when we had when we had when he first had our first offer for F one. Oh, to have Imona yeah, F one. Yeah, to yeah. play at F one. Yeah. Okay. And in my head, there's a lot of things that could happen, right? Or oh, just because the fact that we played at F one, maybe there are opportunities with like corporate companies that yep. will come to us in the future because those are like. Things, these are the things that like corporate companies will look for, yeah. right? In like, oh, maybe it's good on the portfolio when mm. it says that you have been at F one and everything. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So and in in terms of like portfolio building, that is that is like one cool thing that you can potentially get out yep. of it. But we thought that <laughs> the true <laughs> coolest thing, yeah, you share. Okay, you be thought about you. See, you <laughs> think, let me tell you. I don't know what you think. The true coolest thing is that for an hour. How long did we play? 45? 30? Yeah, around there? For an hour, like this music was represented on a fucking huge stage mm. right after the, what? The, the killers. The race, yeah. No. The killers? Uh, right after the dude from... Oh, oh, Johan. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the, the, the yeah. DJ from Linkin Park. I did not link those two together. Yeah. Linkin Park. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, right after Johan. That's cool, whatever. But there's a guy from Devo who's a legend. I mean, just things like that. And... Like it, just that stuff being represented, played at a festival alongside. like that, alongside the festival at F one. Like I think that was pretty cool, and I think that's what our audience would have been like. Oh, that's quite sick, as compared to a different type of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, where like, <laughs> like when, when we were talking earlier, like yeah. you, were, I was telling you about like portfolio ceiling stuff. Like I would imagine, like oh, this will this will be the doors that might open. Yep, for all this corporate. But then we think about it, who are the corporate people? You're gonna play at like office like parties. <laughs> yeah. Like that's oh. not that's not reflective of what we yeah. wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. But like what Brian said, that the fact that this community is showcased or being taken seriously, yep. or rather at least like people are yeah, yeah, like people are noticing that, oh wow, there's a part of this subculture that people enjoy. And it'll be a cool thing to add to really like really throw a throw a different spin to an F1 experience yep. because and the the best part is that we could play with whatever we wanted yeah. oh. that's number one important thing also mm-hmm. I mean obviously we're not gonna purposely play some fuck 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 song <laughs> you know what I mean is that a fuck 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 uh, fuck song no, there probably is no, I'm pretty sure we can't play Hot Dog by Limp Bizkit that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that apparently it holds like uh, I don't know whether the record still stands but the highest number of curses in a song Right. Hot Dog by Limp Bizkit yeah <laughs> Pretty sure we threw Slim Not in there one on one of the days. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. can't remember. I can't remember what the other tracks were, but like we didn't have to hold back, like we didn't feel like yeah, we, oh, yeah. we only had to play the poppy catchy ones. Yeah, for sure. And and also like I think the fact that they also experimented with their lineup. What do you mean? Like F1, as much as they obviously book the biggest names, right? But they do have like artists that were within our from our community as well. Like, um who was the band that that that, that performed that year and we were like that was two years ago. Uh, from Australia one, is it? Small. Play the opposite stage? No, 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 no. The one, like, as in, like, those big acts. That oh, Red Hot? Killers. Yeah, Killers. The killers, Red yeah. Hot. Yeah, killers, I mean, there's another one. There's other, there's Red. other. Who? I don't know. I, like, 30 seconds to watch, though. Did they play? No, that's. I can't no. even remember, man. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But, was it, like, last year? Two years oh, ago? Was it last year? No, not, not last year. It's either last year or two years ago, lah, right? Last year was Red Hot. For the biggest act, but but there were I said sorry was it Muse Muse no 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 no, 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 no,
How do we edit this part out? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where Joe Rogan asks, uh, Jamie, could you pull up the... Uh, uh, <laughs> but <and> Jamie? <laughs> It's just missing. It's just at the back of my head. There were like a few artists yep. that were big names in our realm that mm. played at F1. And I thought that, hey, if those guys can play, that means we are sort of like, again, like it bleeds, bleeds, bleeds out to us like, a yep. little bit because like, yep. there is a community that is listening to this kind of music. So, yep. And are there to attend the show as well. Because things aren't always as black and black things aren't always as black and white as we want it to be. Like. It's a bit of nuance in there because as you guys are offered an opportunity to play for F1, uh, it's a big stage. Yes, because going back to your point about, uh, I don't know if there's a cover charge for it. Was there a cover charge? Yeah, for F1? Yeah. So F1, if you, so it wasn't so much like anything that had to do with like us running tickets or whatever. Mm. It's just their, whatever their, we're just their on the lineup and whoever yeah. has tickets or whoever has to, tickets to the can. race or yeah. whatever. So we were just there Providing music, uh? yeah. Because I think the point I was getting at, it, it could be seen as a bit more pricier than the usual nights. Mm-hmm. But I guess what Edwin said, it is, it is ultimately still representation because the yeah. common folk that goes for something like F one yeah. is exposed to a lot of other music as well as the music that you guys are curating. Yeah, so it's definitely so. The messaging from us to our goers, right, is um we will be at the F one thing. It's not so much like hey, we're throwing a show. You guys should come at do the F1 thing or buy a ticket at F1 so you can mm. enjoy our 45 minute nonsense. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> but do that as well. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I mean. So, okay. um, I'm very curious to know what are you guys listening to now? <laughs> Dude, since November, I just did the whole Spotify recap thing, right? Oh, really? Since November something, to November, November 12th, I've been hooked to this one Nickelback song, right? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you. What do you mean when you say hooked? Like just Are you singing thing. it right now? Yeah, I it's <laughs> going on in my head all the time, dude. So it says, right, let me pull it up. Within two days, right, it's 80 streams. And that's the yeah, highest stream of the year. Throughout your entire birthday, it was on repeat. Yeah. So that oh, was yeah, already yeah. So been I made what, it a thing. four hours worth. I don't know. Um, let me check. What's, what's so special about this particular Nickelback song? Yeah, the melody line, dude. The, the melody line. So Never Gonna Be Alone by Nickelback. Okay. Um, so just based on November 10th to the 12th, right? The amount of streams, right? Is my top song of the year. Okay. <laughs> like, top stream song of the year. Does that say about how fickle you listen to songs or does it say about how obsessive you are you I get about am, songs? I get super, like there was one point in time I kept on listening to Gavin DeGraw's Chariot um, over and over and over and over again. It's like, I have these things lah. Like yeah. I'll just pump the thing on repeat. But yeah. Um, what do I listen to on a regular? What have you been listening to now? Um... I've been exploring System of a Down recently, super recently. Apart from that, there's Corn? this guy called Jacob Collier. Oh yeah. Um, oh, the really popular dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The really popular dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like some prodigy. He just got uh, nominated for a Grammy, so he already won three like last year. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's like he's super young. He's a um, child prodigy. But the the interesting thing about him is that he understands the musical language, right? And he classifies it by emotion and not by. I mean, he does know the notes, like, obviously, but the way he teaches it and the way he expresses it is mainly through feel. So like a minor is sad, a major is happy. Mm. And then how he uses these tools to craft the storyline, the narrative of mm. the track. And then, ah. so just like listening to a lot of his music, understanding where he's coming from or like just trying to like, um, what do you call it? Dissect, you yeah. know, his, gotcha. his thing. It's been super interesting for me. Apart from that, a lot of grime as well. Like, <laughs> What's grime? Uh, like UK rap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amelia? Uh, I specifically have been listening to this band nonstop. Uh, they're called Enter Shikari. 
And um, I got into them maybe, I want to say, 2017. Okay. They have like about five, I want to say five or six albums out now. And I only got into them in 2017. But um, ever since that, that inception, I have been nonstop on their road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, how do I even explain? Um. It's beyond it's beyond lyrics and 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 sonics. It's well, I don't know, I don't know, but um, I really gravitate to them a lot because like um, a lot of their music talks about worldly issues. Worldly issues. Worldly <laughs> issues. Yeah. Okay. And like uh, it's it's been very enlightening for me, and um, yeah, super drawn to that. Now, what is the band? Enter Shikari. Do y'all get that? Enter what? Shikari. Enter Shikari. Shikari, okay. Yeah, it's actually a Japanese word. Gotcha. But they're a British band. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Edwin? It's me. Um, Sorry. Just I was just Googling just now, right? About like yeah, past F1 performers and all that and thinking about what's one of the performers. Think about, right. Yeah. So I was just like, oh. So oh, yeah. shit. Again. He's the Jamie. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's the best. It's all, it's all, it all makes sense. But yeah. Um, What have you been consuming? I think um, if if I mean obviously not a lot of people know, but like for me, I I work in music PR, so <gasps> I do consume a lot of music. <laughs> I mean, you guys know because and also because you, you guys share an office. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> but, like that's like part of the hazard of the job that I listen to a lot of music. What do you mean hazard? Like ear fatigue, ear fatigue, because you're just when I'm listening to like potential clients or artists that we want to work with music I listen to it consciously I don't leave it in the background gotcha right so you are there to I'm there listening about I'm listening the track I'm listening to the track exactly like how I should because I want to concentrate on the song right so I actually don't try to consume as much music I actually listen to a lot more podcasts so um, and Obviously, like a lot of uh, football-related podcasts because that's like my other yeah uh, nerd <laughs> nerd moment. <laughs> yeah, before Edwin mentioned about football because I never knew yeah. it was a thing. Right, <laughs> yeah. football podcasts, yeah. yo, yeah. huge, huge, like yeah. for reals. Like oh, you've got the, the you've got the very posh yeah. ones there, like, and you have got like the people from the streets, like yeah. also like their take on it is super cool. Yeah, so yeah. like the the. That Peter Crouch podcast is probably the best podcast I've listened to ever in life. Wow. And Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. He's a he's an ex he's an ex uh I mean he's retired. He's a retired footballer now. He was a like England's like uh striker. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. English striker. He's not a goalkeeper, man. No, he's not. Just because he's two meters tall doesn't make him a really goalkeeper. Man? I know. He's, well, he's a fucking giraffe, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, were so you a fan of his before? No, because okay. he's been like uh he he he's he's I mean I I'm I'm a, I'm a Man United fan and he's never played for Man United so I've never really like liked other players that are not like Man United. Oh, it's like a beef thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Loyalty, right? Oh, yeah, loyalty! You're on a different level, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, like, all right, all right. But he's he's kind of become like an entertainer himself because of this like success with the podcast and all that. So. I've been listening to a lot more because of that it opened up my world to podcasts mm. and then I listen to a lot of other podcasts whether it's like music industry podcasts or like just uh, frivolous like 
podcast or this. The ghost story one. The horror one. The horror, the horror one. So recently, I was uh. listening to the one uh, that uh, my colleague, Audrey, uh, recommended, Winds of, Wind of Change. What? So it's about, it's, it's about, you know, the song Wind of Change by uh, Scorpion? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. That's cool. yeah. So there was a there was a there was there was some guy who was trying to investigate it and like trying to see whether that was that song was created by the CIA as a propaganda song. What? Oh, that's a stretch, dude. Is it wow. a stretch? Have you listened to it? So I listened to it. It's like ten episodes long. Ten episodes long. Yeah. On this conspiracy, and it's quite interesting. The idea oh, of it. Okay. I don't know whether it's real. I okay. up till up till now, I'm still like a bit torn. So you but finished it. I can see why people see the importance of that because that song is like sort of like the mark of the the Berlin Wall being oh, like okay. knocked what? down the era Shit. of like the Soviet and the US kind of uh, that kind Do of. Do you see tinfoil hat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you it's can say that, but you think about it. But yes, I I can see why people see it as tinfoil. But I'm also looking at it now, like how anyone who dominates culture dominates the world. Yeah, agreeable. That's social media, right? And Hollywood and all that plays such an important role to our perception of the world. Mm. So the media that we consume is essentially just again controlled by the thing, by this like people who are controlling this culture movement. Dude, now. I feel yeah. like it's always been there, yeah. right? It's always been like you, 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 you get the trickle down stuff from the states, the yep. media capitals, correct? And then that's your impression of everything, correct? Reality, so this yeah. is why yeah. this is why reality. again when we are talking about how we are doing Imanai, then there will always be people who are trying to exploit. Correct? For sure. So if there are people who are exploiting fuck them through the culture <laughs> through these things Man. it could happen. Yeah, it could. True. I yeah. can see why it's not. Yeah, I yeah. see how they're trying to flip a quick buck yeah. though. Like these people. Anyways, no. As in, so the Hollywood thing, right? Be it, it being manipulator blah, 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 blah. Dude, um, now it's social media, man. Hmm? It's not even necessarily like what is that? Well shot films, <laughs> that uh, like well shot like films or whatever the fuck it is. It's just whatever comes out on social media, and like mm. the news cycle right now is like a entertainment thing more yeah. than effect delivery thing. I mean, this is all talking about the states one, lah, right? I don't really, yeah, Actually, yeah. yeah. Scary. <laughs> that's all. That's that's all I had to say. <laughs> yeah. the the world sucks. So so, social, social media fucking sucks, man. Like really, it keeps you distracted from the real shit in life. Like it's good to like shut off, and I think that during this COVID period of time, like, um, during the earlier part, earlier parts, I I was still on social media. I was looking at everybody else elsewhere in the world, or even just like my other friends, those that are still working or doing stuff or being productive. You no, know? that one made me feel like shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm a useless bum. Like, look at these people. I should like innovate and pivot, immunize into something, or maybe do something else, or whatever. Mm. And that really made me feel like shit. I mean, I picked up. Other hobbies. Thanks. Eating isn't a hobby. Sorry? Eating isn't a hobby. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> la, dude. <laughs> then you did you no, no, like, no. <laughs> yeah. So like I hibernated. Yeah. Did you just say hibernate? You no, said knitted. Knit, knitted. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. So I picked up knitting. Not knitting, like embroidery or something. Knitting is, is cool. La. I just yeah, said knitting. knitting. <laughs> no, it's not. What's it called? Not tufting lah, right? Ooh, right, oh, rock wow. tufting. I picked yeah, up there. I picked up uh, crypto trading. Yeah, yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's yeah, another yeah, crazy. So did not knew later. Yeah, <laughs> it was no, a recent no, boom. No, no, no. <laughs> it's called the recent rock that I just got like a couple days ago, yeah. dude. Okay, I got wrecked. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, just things like that. And when I focused on those things, it genuinely made me happy. And I laid off social media for a while, and it really sort of like helped me focus on the people that are around me, like my loved ones, like these guys, like my immediate friends, like 
Like this year, I realized that we gave more fucks about giving birthday gifts more than any other year. You know what I mean? Like this is the first time I ever bothered. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you know, just things like that. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice reflection to appreciate the people that that are in your ecosystem, the close people that are, I mean, the people that are close to you. And, you know, just to show some, like, love back, uh, you know? The so, sense of humanity. Yeah. yeah. What? Is it like humanity? humanity? Yeah. I think, yeah, so like everybody runs in their own groups, right? Or whatever, their own little tribes. Just like, cherish the ones that you love. And if any, and like, if you're, you, it's like, it's a reassessment year, lah, dude. It's straight up mirror time, you know? Like, honest, secret time, honest time. Like, just be honest with yourself. Like, ask yourself the real questions. Like, what do you do that make yourself, that, that makes you feel good? What are the things that makes you feel bad? Then, eliminate, lah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, filter from there. Do what you gotta do just to get by. And, cause, like, in the long run, like, that's, that's, that's the way to, like, a sustainable um and healthy mindset and ecosystem and friend group and <laughs> family and you know just yeah la. friendship yeah is the, is the, is the one and friendship shouldn't be so hard yeah how did I even go on that? Agreement. Yeah. How did I even go on that tangent? Yeah. <laughs> Where did we come from? Knitting, like eating, yeah. then friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were very so, ready to speak today. So, yeah, yeah. Dude, I watched like three podcasts before this. <laughs> oh, with your fried rice. Huh? Yeah, with my fried rice. So, so. on the cusp going to 2021, what is what what currently motivates you all to, to continue doing what you're doing? It could be with Emo Night. Could be outside of Imunai. Mm. Yeah. What motivates? What is I really think hard. I'm going to go off of uh, what Brian was saying earlier um, about just knowing what makes you happy, knowing what makes you feel good and what doesn't. Lean into your gut and, and just listen it, listen to it more now than ever. That's what I'm telling myself at least to sort of truly know. And um, so I don't have any concrete plans when you when you're asking me like how am I what are my plans to be more productive or like for work or my career or whatever, I don't have that solid trajectory to present to you, but I know that I'm gonna lean into what makes me happy and like full throttle go go into that. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um I think I think for me for twenty one twenty twenty one is really just like um there are a lot of things that are happening in 21 that are like sort of like life milestones, right? For example, getting married or getting a house, things like that. So those are things that I'm sort of like looking towards and actually looking forward to. Um, and I, I'm, think, I'm just thinking of ways to make, make, make it pass <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, survive. that's just really survive. to survive. Yeah. It's really just to survive. Um, yeah. I think if if this year is a lesson to all of us, it's really just like a a really nice slap in the face, uh, to like making plans. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so don't ever make plans <laughs> because I mean that's the thing. Like we are, when we even when we are talking about your emo night stuff, when we yeah, work with venues and all that, it's like we always work with them on like a three month. It's not like a we're going to do this. We're going to work with you for like a whole year. You, know, you don't have long-term stuff. plans ever. It's yeah. always just like a month by month thing. Yeah. Even when we designed the poster also, it's yeah. literally <laughs> the day off or like the day before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, 
it's really like a nice it's really like a really like a nice wake up call like okay you know what like Brian said yeah, it's a reflection of what is important to you and adulting is one thing that I feel is important right being like, the idea of living together with someone that you that you love right trying to sort of like have a family and things like that settling down and at the same time like having that balance of what you want to do and what you want to be mm, okay and I think that's still like something that I'm trying to work towards in 21 like yeah. being able to do both um and I think it's also like similar to what Brian said earlier, just cut out all the things that you don't need. Lah, because those are things that doesn't add value to my life. Yeah. Why should I give like, why should I give like uh, enough oh yeah, why should I give fucks about those that don't Yeah, the F word. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> 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 when I say the F word, I have to make it count. <laughs> so Finally. Yeah, so it's just yeah, just really like again, like just reassessing what, what is important. And if these things are important, again, I will be I'm a bit more systematic in that way, right? How do I make it? How do I get there? How do I get to where I wanna mm. be and what I wanna do that can like sustain me lah for 21 and hopefully for years and years after that lah because yeah it's that's that's yeah that's that's really what I'm looking at right now like where my head is at yeah because you really put it quite sweet like you did it like I feel like that's how Amelia and I also sort of feel like next year we can't even confirm if we're going to be getting married next year mm. right mm. but that's something we're definitely looking forward to we don't even really know when our BTO is going to be ready because the whole COVID thing has been pushed back and then we don't really know but we know we're looking forward to it once that comes having our own space but like but at the same time this year has really forced me to audit the, the wants and the needs and the people and everything that I currently have in my life or even the way I behave, even the way I, I, I write music or whatever. In fact, I was never interested in writing music like even during the circuit breaker yep. time till my birthday, Amelia bought me a, a MIDI keyboard right? and that sort of like sparked, sparked like that weird fire thing again to like, okay, now I feel like it's not so I feel like now's a safe time for me to explore that again. And and that felt good, but it didn't. No. Till it I mean, anytime before that, mm. it didn't. And I I'm glad that I didn't force anything. I didn't and that sort and so and that sort of like reminded me that I should I also like what Amelia said, like lean into the stuff that make you feel good. But the problem is that you don't like it's sometimes you get sucked into your own habits and like even socially like with friends that like you hang out with the same group of people and then you're okay with the a certain level of uncomfortable uncomfortability you know a certain level of like oh there's a little bit of like um what's it not fakeness lah but like a, a front that you have to put on and if you have to put on a front to be with anybody then maybe 
and do you like that version of yourself? Is that really worth your time? Blah blah blah. Things like that. That's on like uh just to keep yourself sane, side. Mm. Financially and and whatever. Uh invest in crypto. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. This nah, part man. Ended out. Nah, man. No, no, no. Like for reals, right? Crypto. Yeah. <laughs> you must have followed it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. But like for reals, I realized this year it it's been the toughest year financially since since a while, lah, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm so thankful for my situation. I'm living with my parents. They are buying the groceries. Like I have hard, I have my bills like no kick one. Like no, it's not like my costs are very low. Who's paying the Netflix subscription? Me. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. That's all Who's I need. Paying to know? the phone bill. <laughs> not me. <laughs> See, I take the easy one. So like, I got like, I'm very grateful for my my situation. I think I'm very fucking privileged. And and because of that, right? I feel like, like it doesn't take too much to, to to be satisfied. As long as you keep your costs low, as long as you don't want extravagant things like. I feel like, and this is a this is a long term thing, no. It's not because now it's COVID. Um, like I shouldn't. Uh, wait, because now it's COVID, I shouldn't want that. Uh, Gucci belt or whatever. If you don't want it, <laughs> that settles it, right? For the rest of your fucking life, dude. Mm. Like, like you don't ever have to make compromise on your decision making in order to get X amount of dollars in in order to attain that thing for no true value exchange. I that's why I really been I really been hopping on this whole concept of like value like like man I realize I don't know whether it's just me being some like hippie fuck or whatever like but like it's really not that tough dude like if we have if we can work towards getting a house over our heads and if we can work to have just in I mean enough to get by and enough to survive and sustain and just do things that make us happy it doesn't have to be we never need to fight the whole keeping up with the Joneses concept, right? Fuck that lah. Fuck the Joneses yeah. lah. You know, like, who, can who I, are they? Can I just go off what you said? Because <laughs> yeah. I think it's extremely important people know where they assign value in their life. Like, whether it's to things or to people or to just any aspect of your life, you need to know why this thing is valuable to you. And when you can identify these things, you know how to navigate life so much clearer. Because every day, everybody's trying to tell you this has value, this has value, this has value. Like, all the time, but definitely for sure you don't need all of that. Mm. So when you can understand that and, and really identify you, you really, it's it's much easier to navigate and less stressful for sure. Assuming that uh, assigning value comes internally and not externally, yes. what are some of the questions that you have personally used to ask yourself uh, to, to lead yourself into this particular direction? Does this make you happy is a question you have to ask. Okay. Um, can you live without it also? Mm, yeah. I think this goes hand in hand with also being aware is the word cognizant of mm. the fact of of the the pros and cons that come with that specific thing lah, right? For, for example, if I have a car hobby, right? I really love collecting cars, vintage cars, blah, blah, blah. Damn. Shack lah, like financially very shack. But if the the sense of satisfaction that you get out of that 
is worth the time that you that you spend doing whatever job you got to do to get the finances then sure you know but the second that you look inwards and then like wow fucking i don't like what i do like you know like like when you complain about your day job or you complain about that thing but then you still take that thing you, you take the money from the day job and you go spend it on that thing and you still unhappy in the first place and at the end of the day when you go to sleep you're unhappy then that's the reflection point lah. that's where you go look yourself in the mirror again okay worth it or not maybe if i didn't get this thing like this fancy porsche or whatever i got um whatever regular car or whatever and then maybe i wouldn't have to take on that much work or maybe i could sleep better and i maybe i can spend more time with my friends build relationships that blah 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 that's the value allocation lah, that you constantly have to audit now i mean i i keep i i keep talking about leaning into your gut nowadays because like like you said there are external there can be external forces that help you assign value right if you are in a state of uncertainty so I don't know why now more than ever I feel like the gut is like a safe passage for for truth to 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 rise up to your awareness. You know, it just it's so visceral that like it it definitely is intrinsic and real. Like mm. you can't deny it if you viscerally feel it. You know what I mean? Yep. So I I really like to 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 hold up that mirror and sort of be aware of what what really is valuable to you. I I don't know. I trust the gut a lot, a lot. Yeah. Do you have any personal philosophies or do you have any personal philosophies as to what this particular gut is? Because some people might assign it to a higher power, to divinity. Do you have any uh, uh, idea or conception of what that is? No, I'm not. Or it's just a, a, a gut. <laughs> it, is, it, it really is a feeling internally and emotion. I don't know if I actually do subscribe to. Yeah, no. I, I personally have never really sat down and thought deeply into this, like sat with myself and think about this. But I know from a young age, I was primed with the Catholic um, sort of mindset with the higher power and uh, there's a God, were. blah, blah, blah. I thought you were going to say you're primed with the Beatles, yeah. Catholicism, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, Catholicism was my my priming from young. La, yeah. when I was forced to do whatever I got to do. Yep. I mean, obviously, I think it was a nice experience. I met Amelia through church. Like, that's great. Um, <laughs> as for the- me. Also, <laughs> and, and we, pointing to you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I mean, there's that, there's that. And I'm grateful for those things, and yeah, I guess the teachings are nice. But my own issues with the concept of religion and everything—that's my own thing to deal with, lah. As to how do I allocate this God thing? I don't know. Like I feel like it's, it sounds like that. There's this magical thing between between wrong and right. Okay. <laughs> that everybody intrinsically knows. Mm. Do I believe that everybody intrinsically knows this? I hope so, lah. Mm. But I don't know if that's true, lah. Because at the same time, you can see people committing crazy, mm. like mad murder shit. I don't know. But I feel like in most of us, or in people that we come across in our lives that that we connect with, we we if we, I don't want to say vibrate on the same level, but like you know, on on a similar wavelength, we know. See the problem is the with the the problem right is the word that we know or we should know that this is right or this is wrong or this is the good thing to lean towards and not lean towards because nobody does. Mm. Like, yeah, I need I need to actually really go and figure this out. It is it is it is that's a very fucking solid question by the way. Philosophically, where does this gut come from, right? Where do I allocate the power mm. to? That's true. Is it divinity? Is it no? It's because it's uh, interesting because um, I was listening to another podcast recently, and they were saying that it is only within the past couple of centuries that we assign the inner voice in our heads to uh, a conscious that is us, because mm-hmm. people used to think that's the voice of God, and because things were a lot 
a lot, a lot. Things yeah. were very different back then. There's evolution and everything. Yeah. So, and it's interesting you you, you mentioned about uh, you three having sort, sort of like a religious background growing up in church to, to a certain degree because I do wonder sometimes how much of that kind of primes the worldview that you have as an adult. And if you're not aware of it, how much of that lens you see through, especially when you're assigning good and evil, because these are concepts that are very heavily focused in I guess Christian theology to a certain degree, it's very clear. Yeah. But unfortunately, the world as it is, as reality as it is, doesn't particularly subscribe to any religion at all. And it's yeah. more often than not, the, the 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 blacks and the whites are not that clear. Yeah. So yeah. I think of it, I think of it this way, where we are all literally just heroes of our own story, right? Mm. And what is morally good and wrong is up to your interpretation and also yeah. our social construct. Yeah. So, dude, okay. I can be doing something that I deem to be good, but society, social, uh, in a social setting, they see it as something that's bad. Yep. Right. But in my head, I'm good. Yep. Right. So, then, if you if you're seeing it and you see the impacts of what you did that is good, and you see how much it affects society, and you see that it actually caused something that's negative, if you still see it as something that is good then I think something is wrong also with you. Either that or you work to change society. Then. If you genuinely Correct. feel that you are doing the good, the goodest thing of all time, <laughs> you work to change society. Mm. Then, but, well, steep slope, all the yeah. best, <laughs> probably not going to work out. But like, you know I what mean, I mean? There are some, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there are some, maybe there are some examples of things that was thought of as something that's wrong, but it became actually good in the end. Mm. Right? Like rock music. <laughs> but, yeah like <clears throat> the moral compass part of it is something that you just have to figure out based off what you your gut tells you to one your upbringing your your what your parents teach you your values that you grew up with what society thinks mm-hmm. right because those are still like external factors to yep. guide yeah. what living in the society right? correct yeah, yeah. but I'm not just just because society deems it to be the only right way to do it does not make it your right. Mm. There's still fringes of right that is still correct. Yep. Yeah. Is is the the short answer to this case by case basis? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I mean, I guess as long as it's still you're still going through the same stream, right? I think that is yeah. still kind of come to worse if like the person like say this is the piece of advice lean into your gut lean to what you feel that is right and then the person leans into the gut and say oh uh, killing cats yeah. quite okay what right no. that's the thing I cry. yeah no. quite shook what then you kill then oh no wrong then you cannot tank up you go sit jail <laughs> you're like hey why uh? I don't understand what's wrong with this then then you come out then you do again or you tank up sit jail I don't know it's the cycle yeah. like, eventually either you teach everybody that hey Killing cats, why? Okay, what? Because I have this whole reasoning why killing cats are fine. Yeah. Versus, the, then the other the side is, I oh, either that or I realize, oh yeah, it's kind of wrong. Like, I shouldn't just pick up random cats and kill them. Oh, this you know? really makes either me think, are, like, right? what yeah. is my gut informed by? No, but the, I, it, think, I think at the same time, it's not in your control mm. what another person's gut is or... Yeah, I understand. As much as, I mean, we, we try our best to, to share our own experience and our own stories or our own like like concepts of what is right and what is wrong or not say right or wrong but just these things lah right share 
shared experiences and then we can pick they will pick and choose from there this story what they want to take back mm. and then they'll make their own decision at the end so yeah. as much as we advise that so then then it brings the question right is it even good advice or not yeah is it I'm actually? just worried that sometimes the gut is informed by knowledge that you've already acquired and that you deem is correct yeah but exactly. then yes everyone is there it's their own agency and, and stuff like that but like it's hella tricky, man. Yeah, yeah I'm like tricky. a bit conflicted. Yeah, because like even like right now, like all the podcasts that I'm listening to, or even just us hanging out, um, like, like, I think that my role models are good role models. Mm-hmm. Others might, might think disagree, my people yeah. are fucking horrible. Yep. Yeah, but then there's also the reason why I would allocate the role model thing is because society has has deemed these people okay, quite okay. Yeah. But then again, there's society, then there's left, and then there's right, and then there's the one. Oh my god, yeah, this I was just I talking about this with, uh, I think, Rush yesterday, our other right. friend, and, and I was just like, can we, like, four of us or like any group of people sit together and agree on one definitive truth today? Uh, you know what I mean? Can, or do we, or, or, or are we all going to have four variations of what truth is? Oh, right. I mean, you know if you're mean? talking about a certain fact, yeah. then the fact is fact, but if you're talking about opinion, there's no way, what? right? Yeah. Yep. But yeah, even yeah. even with fact, I think exactly. the jury is still out as to how how connected or how debatable uh, someone how how aggressive someone wants to fight for that. Right. Yeah, technically, but, whatever we see and experience is all just uh, physical sensations. If you want to go to yeah. that mm, particular are. biology mm. and and objective of an actual reality might not be actual. How I sense, let's say, this entire room and this conversation arguably could be different from how Brian sense it, how Miller sense it, and how right. Edwin sense mm-hmm. it. So, technically, there there is no objective reality that's uh, holding this uh, interpersonal sort of... Yeah, this, this uh, meeting together other than the words that I speak and the words that you mm-hmm. guys speak and how you guys react to it, which is all social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, okay. I'll say one... I think I think the medical world is correct when they make the the doctors and nurses have this quote. It's like they their quote is like essentially do no harm, right? Mm. So I don't think I think it is universally understood Mm. that as human beings, as people who are like of sound mind, if you are not there to do something that is good for you, or do what makes you good. At least do something that doesn't harm yep. other people or other. Yeah, it doesn't have a negative effect to people around. You know you. what? The worst part about it all is that I, like, I hope that everybody understands this and like subscribes to it. You know. Yeah. But at the same time, I firmly believe that not everybody genuinely feels that way, because like some people will do whatever they have to do for their own greater good, despite knowing that it'll put somebody else at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And that is, is sad, but like it is what it is. I think socially, we try to, like when we meet someone, let's say I, I meet Brian for the first time and let's say we have a conversation. Um, I think it's, it's it's natural to tend to imagine like the other party to have to share the same values. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that the other party might have a completely different brain makeup or patterns of thinking that is we might not even conceive of. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just the way it is. Do you think it will eventually reveal itself the more time you all spend together? 
Mm, depends on how skilled that individual is is at masking or wearing different masks mm. or how socially uh, flexible or fluid an individual is or it really depends. I think eventually over across a long period of time, they might fuck up or they might just get bored or, mm. and just choose to to, right. to reveal it for fun. Yeah. Maybe the advice is don't wear masks. <laughs> wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> wear hats. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wear, wear masks. Oh, maybe must still wear masks. <laughs> maybe that's no, the maybe that's the advice. Yeah. Don't don't put on a friend. <laughs> no, that's true actually. Yeah. I think honesty is yeah. Is something that In closing, my final question would be Is it morally right to pirate music? Let's let the, the, the music PR guy PR answer guy. Us, huh? Oh my god, you're putting me in the spot. Um <laughs> To be fair, these days is very. I think it's harder for people to pirate music than it is through legal means. Harder? Yeah, actually, it's true. Eh? Why is it harder? Because of there's the, no there's no reason to. No, there's easy access via streaming, lah. That's mm. the thing. But ah. like when you listen to a stream, also like the amount that the artists get, also you might as well pirate it, lah. Isn't yeah, that like a, <laughs> isn't that like the weed argument? Huh? You make it like let's say in the states, they have this weed argument saying that uh. To reduce crime uh, relating to you make it accessible so that there is no need to 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 go through all those means to get it. I sense the same type of uh, scenario with regards to piracy because it's mm. so accessible through YouTube, through streaming and all that. You can just yeah. hop onto an app and just do it. Mm. There's no need when to get, when they get yeah. a fraction of the price that if you actually bought the the record or the merch or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think obviously morally is wrong. Do I still do it? Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> I have to fucking, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Ah, oh, allegedly, <laughs> yes, yeah. But let's say uh, piracy as in sharing. I can see that it does a lot more good. Oh right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you guys talked in the beginning about just you're just sharing the music taste, and you might have different music, and you might have and you're shared. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I think that what is the purpose of that piracy or that action? Mm. Like, also like you thinking the, like when we were when again like when we were younger obviously we don't have the resources yep. to actually get something on a legal way yep right even things like downloading a, a, a an adobe for example yep. right yeah, technically there are people who are pirating that yep. shit out of it right but if you all got links at me <laughs> but it's like if let's say you really don't have the the, the the means to do it you know like how else are you gonna do it how else are you gonna have access to this thing that you actually need without first acquiring it, even though if it's something that is not right mm. legally. Mm. Oh man, I'm shooting myself in the foot now. Yeah, I, I can see like the whole. The blood quite a lot. Right? Because, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, like, it's like, okay. Like if so I want to be a designer and I really don't have, like, I really. There's no other ways for me to access this 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 like Photoshop or uh, uh, Illustrator. Like, this is just the only way I can do it sustainably. Yeah. Then I think it comes to a point where when you do have the means, I think you should be able to pay it off. Pay it back. Yeah. Yeah. Through back to where the source comes from, mm. or through other means uh, that other you types can, of contributions like to yeah. the culture or to the art or to whatever. Mm. Yeah. And I think like I. Like similar, like I think when we was again, like when we were younger, I again, like Brian mentioned, like Alamoy and all that. Like I used to do that, like a lot when I'm 
Allegedly. <laughs> I was, I used to do that when I was a teenager because, again, allegedly. Was, yeah. <laughs> he's protecting us more than we're trying to protect ourselves. <laughs> but we just didn't have the means. We don't have yep. the, re- yep. the, we don't have the, the means to buy all the CDs that we want to listen to. And now with, again, like with, with all these streaming services, it is so much easier to listen to something, listen to a song legally than it is to go on Google, find a link that yeah. actually works, yeah. that doesn't give you virus. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. 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 And again, like if I'm thinking, we are also reflecting it back to like 15, 10 years ago. I'm like, again, like putting on my, my music PR hat, right? Yep. People are asking like, oh, why, why is like streaming services such an important thing in Southeast Asia? And it's because before streaming existed in Southeast Asia, we were all pirating. Mm. <laughs> yep. Right? Allegedly. Yep. The only way people consume music is through pirating and the people aren't making, the musicians aren't making money through CD sales. Yep. Yep. Mm. So, the, the, the exchange is that we are making it so, the, we are making the entries, the, uh, the, the barrier to entry so low that everyone is on it. Everyone's listening to music legally. There's no need to pirate it. In exchange, they get data to yep. what you're listening to. They get data to where you're based. And all this data is information that will help the artists further down the line. Because when we used to download it, when people used to download it on LimeWire, you you don't know that this, this person is a fan of your music. Yep, yep, yep. Whereas now, with Spotify, with Apple Music, when all these other YouTube and all that, all these streaming services, all these artists know I have like 500 people listening to me in Singapore. Yep. Yeah. That is, yes, we may not get monetary sums because that 500 streams is equivalent to what, a few dollars, yep. right? But if you do come to, to Singapore to perform, you might actually meet these 500 people mm. and that exchange of data is still worth that money i guess the exchange yeah. of money yeah yeah, yeah. value the value, value. La. there's still value in it because you know where your music is affecting mm. and that is still better than piracy okay mm. that's once again a long-term mindset and now you know which which regions to go and target and build a community there you know like go there and actually interact with your fans and mm. you know make your presence known mm. that's long game mentality which is great mm. Do you echo the same points, Amelia? Yeah, you've said it. You've said it all. So I guess technology and... Uh, I would imagine Spotify is here to stay. And all, Spotify and the yeah. likes of it is here to stay. Like, yeah. Because once such something like this has been unleashed, I don't think we can re- take it back. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you think it will impact uh, the way musicians create? Or the way artists create? Yeah. Because I spoke to previous guests on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Some were saying that... Uh, the music will get shorter and shorter because mm. I think the intro or, or at least the intro to the music will get shorter and shorter because yeah. they need to catch certain uh, hook has to come in within the first 40 seconds something like, like that, that. there's mm. a certain formula that if you want it to be on the popular charts it has mm. to fit that was this Jason formula. and MJ? Jason yeah. and MJ uh, Pink Sing also shared mm. something yeah. similar yeah because I was asking them what what do they think like the the, the, the future of music will sound like mm. yeah. yeah I go first, go first. Amelia <laughs> uh, go first yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I'm still thinking <laughs> I think right as to wow okay so my answer to that question right is I think 
the intention of the artist, right, will become more and more transparent. Okay. We all know, I mean, not we all know, but a lot of the, uh, a lot of people who write music, they know the, the tricks and the, the formulas. The, the formulas. Like, they know what people, what producers do to sound a certain way to play the market, lah, right? Um, And then, it, how important is it for your hook to come in at the front? What what what's the substance of that first thirty seconds? Why couldn't you entice them for the forty five seconds or and a minute or a minute and ten? You know what was your intention? And what if you there's a listener that only has the attention span of twenty five seconds, for example, and then you lose out on that listener. And so, in order to capture that listener, you dilute your message. Is it worth it or is it not? Mm. That's the the decisions that they'll make, lah. And I think that's what I mean by the artist's intention for the song will become clearer. Mm. One, once again, yeah, there's so many levels of filters that it'll go through. Could be the producer, could be him, could be her, could be whoever, lah, right? But at the end of the day, as the creator of the music, as the creator of the piece, you would do whatever you have to do to protect it or to maintain it a certain way that you want it to be showcased, lah. You want it to be. Sh- you want your message to be showcased uh, uh, appropriately, and to the best of its ability or whatever, like reach or whatever. Then that one all later. Uh. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think if your talk, if your question is more on like the the trends of a mess, then maybe yes. It. I. I think Jason, MJ, and Ping Sing are not wrong that the world is turning more and more like that. But just because that's what the mess consumes doesn't mean. You're not successful if you don't follow that. Again, like yeah. Brian said, it's essentially what your message is and what you want to be, what you aspire as an artist. What is the point of you creating it? If you want success, you want mass commercial success, you want to Money. be a popular yeah. artist yeah, that can like, play like Glastonbury or whatever yeah. thousand of fans, then maybe it's, the formula will work because that's what you want to achieve, right? To be yeah. famous. High chance, yeah. Yeah. But if you want to create something because you genuinely just want to create, you don't have to stick to that formula. You mm. don't have to follow the trend because you are creating something that you would want to portray as your yeah. piece of art and your creation. And if it so happens to fit within that thing, great. If it's not, then mm. do you really want to conform it to that? If you mm. do, you want the benefits that come with doing so, then yeah, do it. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. You know? But it's, it, I think, yeah, it'll be super... Clear. I was about to say, I'm still ruminating on this thought. Like a lot of the artists that we say are artists, the big shots, the real, the the money makers, lah. Like because of the awareness of all these growth hacking tips, or like you know, um, <laughs> like you know, like just like the there's the producer, then there's the label, and how mm. is it is it gonna work well on TikTok? Is it gonna work well on this? Mm. Do we have a dance that can pair with the track? Things like that. At the end of it, the, then the person that it's tagged under the brand. For example, uh um, I don't know, just a random name. Peter Peterson, right? This <laughs> singer, dancer, whatever. Yep. How how much of an artist is this person versus a really skilled entertainer? Yep. Right? And, uh, yeah. 
So grim. Yo. <laughs> 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 so where's the emo night TikTok coming up? Wow. What dude, honestly I love I love like scrolling through the platform. Like, it's so interesting like seeing oh, like the younger kids interact with this thing and their video editing skills are so on point. Mm. Like it's a whole new like yeah. extra like extra tool that they have, you no? Know? Like these Yankees can fucking edit like champions, you no? Know? I'm here struggling to edit the podcast for like so long. <laughs> it's just basic cuts, no? It's not even like they got transitions, lah. Yeah. Wow, the yeah. zoom in, zoom out. Wow. But we have lived. We're all from the same generation. We, yeah. we talked about Walkman, mm. yeah. where we had to listen to someone else's curation of music. But yeah. now you can hop onto Spotify. They tell you what you have been listening to. Mm. Yeah, and you have kids who have the smallest board of choice to listen to. Do you think that will affect because? I think this is my final point because what I feel uh, growing up with the TV and with the Walkman is like you do not have a lot of choice. Mm. Whatever MTV was playing, playing reruns, you had to listen to it. I guess that kind of inculcate certain sense of, I guess, preciousness. But now there isn't, you don't have that sense of preciousness anymore mm. because mm. you can just skip, you don't like. Mm. There is no return. It's not like a CD. You can just chuck it away. Mm. You just skip. Yeah, there is no... Attachment? Yeah, that's a good word. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's and that's why that's why like because these things are mm. commodified how, in that sense, right? Yeah, there's no the value of it is much lower, and therefore, I guess as as all these people who are also competing in this level of platform, you are all want to be heard because mm. you are all fighting for the attention of these yep. people to take a chance on you to listen to them because now everyone is on it. Yep, so. This is why all this, like, your, when Brian mentioned about, like, all these growth hacking tips, tips mm. and tricks and all that, like, there is value to that. To get an edge over other people. To get, because you, as, as, as someone who wants to be heard, then you'll want to be able to find the listener for your music and the, the, your creation. And I don't think it's something that is, like, it's a bad thing. I don't think it's bad. It's just about making sure that you find and identify your audience and your sort of like uh, community. Similar to like how we did it was literally just like our close circle of friends because we knew that they would like the music that we were playing. Yep. We also like put flyers and all that like at like... um, when we had the Ryan Key show, we put yeah. it up at like jamming studios, music instrument oh, shops. Okay. You know, like just because we knew like those were the demographic of people that would know who mm. Yeah, Locardus, yeah. yeah. So that was like just our way of like growth hacking, right? Yep, Essentially. Yep, yep. But I guess now it's just a lot more difficult to gain that level of attention because there's just again like just too much information and I'd- you really have to fight for that piece. Uh. I just hope that's not the only means for an artist to get a listener's so, attention, yeah. you know. I don't th- I, I don't think I don't think it's the only way. Yeah. There's again there's many ways to do it. It's just one of the ways. Just based on trends, that's just what it's leaning towards. Yeah. I'm wondering, right, how different was it last time when the companies and the record labels were putting their ad dollars onto TV commercials and MTV like placements, right? Versus the money into algorithm like on your social media channels for the new generation to consume. And for them being at such a young age, yes, they can skip. But also last time when there was something on MTV that we didn't like, we also zoned out. Right? It's not like as if we like internalized the, the thing that we didn't really want to watch. Like 
You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I'm still wondering, man. I'm still wondering. And if and yeah, because the really young users on on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. How aware are they of the algorithm? How aware are they of them uh, that they are being fed something to consume? Like, remember there was that uh fucking what you call that hoverboard. The hoverboard trend, you know, that thing, like, you just, like, I don't know, there was that, like, so, like, it goes goes through these phases, like, with the, the squishy, uh, mm, fidget spinners, and fidget spinners, spinners. trends coming really and, fast, yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff, and even with music, it's like, so now everybody knows the Fortnite dancers, right, they know the floss, they know the, oh, uh, whatever, like, did they want to even know that, or was it just because all their peers were doing it, and then, bam, like, how, as it, even though they have, they can easily just soup next. I don't even want to see this shit, but they just get fed it. I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I can't. It's not a conscious adoption. Yeah, is it really a conscious is adoption? It? Or that's the first. Yeah, but that's the power of like influence of within or social media. Circle, yeah, no, that's circle, no, that's why it's scary, right? That that it's now here. Last time you have to sit down, and then you've got dinner. You oh, you have to go. You cannot watch ready like you know last time can turn off uh. last time can turn off now, <laughs> now you can't it's literally difficult, fucking uh. now you can off. but mm. you just be outside because your maybe your work is tied to it yeah everything else is tied to it if you are closed off then it's a bit tricky yeah, yeah, yeah. man on that yeah. emotional note yeah <laughs> okay where can people find you guys uh, you guys talked about the podcast that you guys might be releasing pending yeah. pending yeah uh, where can people find you guys Um, in, when this is out it should we should have already release the podcast um, what is the title we don't even really know yet right I mean do we have oh, yeah, to do is just search Emonite SG yeah. E-M-O-N-I-G H-C H-T S-G <laughs> <laughs> spell our fucking name so night I had I, had, uh, I can see why you're in music <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, uh, full of lyricists all know like voila yeah no just search Emonite SG or um, on YouTube um, or on there's so many platforms that you have to understand on where yeah. so yeah. It, um, find us on Instagram you'll be able to find everything else there the podcast is going to be on YouTube and on all your digital platforms lah. but yeah it's I, I would suggest to watch the thing lah. I, I really enjoy watching like people's facial expressions when they are trying to explain shit so that's why we really wanted to do the video thing so yeah, do that. Uh. And also because I edited it for so long. Like, hey bro, watch <laughs> la. <laughs> and yeah. where can people find your knitting creations? Ah, that will be out soon. I don't even, I don't have, a, I don't have a thing, but you can just check out my Instagram at the Brian State. <laughs> the Brian State. Yes. All right. Uh, thank you guys for your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for having us. Dude. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.